Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Super Bowl 57 live stream right here, broadcasting from Phoenix, Arizona, site of Super Bowl 57. It's the five amigos sitting around doing whatever the hell we're doing. It's a disaster. But we love it. Welcome to it, everybody. I am Jeff Manns. With me, well, to my left, screen right is the one and only Ray Flowers. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Uh, To my right, everybody else's left, is the guy who nearly died this morning. It's Ted Schuster. Good evening. To the right of him is the one and only Phil Backert. I am fired up, Jeff. Uh, I'm looking forward to the next hour or so. Or so. It's good. I mean, we're going to go until we don't. So you guys may be here with our pants around our ankles later on at like midnight, but that's the way we do it. And the man all the way on the end is the one and only, the most famous of all five of us, Sandro Anello. How are you, Sandro? Good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Sandro. By the way, a big shout out to the offsite producers, Rusty Bryant, though, but our technical director and mostly... Don't tell Rusty, but Sean Angle, who's did a hell of a job putting this together. And obviously, thank you to Sandro, who's our on-site producer, making this happen. We are not smart people. At least we're smart with football, but not with anything else. So there you go. If you guys want to post your questions throughout the show, post them in the chat. We'll go through it the entire time. If you got questions for one of us, you know, why is Ted's microphone orange? He doesn't know. Does it, do you know? I don't know. He, he doesn't know. Ted's not going to say a lot. This is what he is. I think we have to clear up the controversy before any, we go any further. Those who listen to the coffee video at SiriusXM Fantasy at Jeff underscore Mans every weekday morning, we were driving there today and we were missing somebody. Ted was not there with us. He was not on site at Super Bowl. Ted, do you want to clear up the controversies and all the rumors that we spread about you? Uh, sure. I was working, period. That's what I do. I work. So F you, F the rumors, <laughs> F you all. Uh, he, uh, like I, I will contend that he was not working. That is a bold-faced lie that he is telling to everybody right there. No, hold on. He didn't say he was not sick, though. So right. Right. Clear that He's, He's a politician. Ted's, yeah, Ted will run for office and probably get elected someday, correct? No, I won't. But, it, well, there was some acid reflux that would have to do with a margarita, a chimichanga, <laughs> An energy drink. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Feeling combo. This is what happens when you get old, folks. I was, I'll be honest, I was nervous with the five of us getting together. I'm like, man, I'm old, fat, and out of shape, like massively. But, uh, you know, some people have made me feel good about He's myself. And the last couple of days. No, but we, uh, we hit it pretty hard, I would say, the first couple of days. I mean, we went strong the first night. If you were text messaging us, anybody text message Sandro's phone? That was me responding to you with all the naked. Dustin Swedelson photos and things like that. So that was me that day. Sandro's phone number is at only Sandro on Twitter. You guys could do that. You can get right into the house. But I think we hit it pretty hard that day, right? We did. We had fun. Uh, it's been a long time since we all got together. It's been years, actually, since we've all been in one place. So we started out with a bang. We did. Captain, uh, Bud Lights. I had makers at the restaurants and stuff like that. Rockstar Vodka. Ted, that's what Ted's. Oh no, you're drinking Captain. Rockstar and, and Captain just a little too, show right? of what we're drinking. I've got the Captain and Coke. That's all I got. Um, got a cut water tiki rum. Ray's got tiki rum. We've got Captain and Coke for my Ted. Bud Lights, of course, for our guy Phil Backer. Nice uh, H2O. 
for Sandro. And now, Sandro, you've been you've been behaving on this trip for the most part. I had a beer. Oh, you did? When? One. When did, did anybody I see did this? Yeah, they made a mistake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, free Michelob light that somebody did. Um, all right, so that, you know, that, that will clear up all of the rumors. We're going to preview. So what we're going to do, we'll preview the whole thing. You know, we'll weave in some stories about our uh, first three days here in Phoenix and getting to and from. I think we've got a pretty good amount of stories to tell, some behind-the-scenes things that are going on around, you know, not serious XM, Radio Row, all of these kinds of things. I think there's some interesting stories there. But we are going to preview the game. We will talk DFS. We will talk if you in your one-and-done leagues. We'll help you out there. Betting, of course, because I don't think Ted or Phil are legally allowed to not go onto their phones and bet, you know, in 11 minutes. What's the – Phil, how long can you go max without looking at your phone to bet? Uh, it's been I've been averaging ten minutes. About ten minutes of screen time before that. Ted and slope about eight minutes. Three. About three there as well. So we'll do that. Why why is Rich Mulatto the dick? Like that's a that's the funniest. Because he is. Rich is he's not a dick. He's like one of the nicest human beings you ever met, but uh, sometimes he gets hated on, on Twitter. But that's what Twitter is all about. All right. Let's go around the room real quickly. Uh we'll start with Ray. Uh, favorite memory thus far of the trip before we get into the Super Bowl breakdown? Wow. Uh, I'd probably say Sandro Nello on the coffee videos, having a different prop every day. It's been pretty magical. That's good. Ted, biggest. Uh, look, he's on his fucking phone. He's, he's got this the odds up right now. He's a maniac. <laughs> People, be careful. He's a fucking maniac when it comes to it. Ted, biggest takeaway, biggest story so far? Betting the Australian ponies, even though they cut me off last night. We well, let's who who cut you off? Well, no, you guys whined. Well, you whined actually because it's not true. Jeff it's was mad true. he can't get his app to work, so he can't bet with me. That's true. So that's yeah. why. But that's not why you got shut down. Who shut you down? I don't know. Who turned off the fucking TV? I turned it off. Yeah, it Phil Backer that turned the TV <laughs> off. Ted's betting the ponies at like you know one o'clock in the morning yeah. or something in. In Australia, and yes, I I was butt hurt that I they're not allowing me. Why don't they allow me to bet? That's the weird thing. They should at least on TVG in this state at least, but I don't know. And I tried TVG, I tried whatever Twin Spires, I tried all. It didn't fucking work. So Phil, why'd you cut Ted down last night? Because he was the only one betting on the horses, so none of us could even enjoy it. And in, and Ray could back me up on this. In between the races is like ten minutes, and it's just he played the weirdest music. And when you watch the race. You don't know who's in the lead and who wins. They don't even show you the post after of what the winning score is. So you couldn't even enjoy it, and none of us were betting, so it was time to move on. Watch closely next time, and you'll see who wins. We, <laughs> I was watching he closely. I didn't see. You can't. They, it's the only time I've ever in my entire life. There's no ticker on the bottom. Nothing. There's, they don't flash it up when it's over. The names of the they don't have the too. odds. You didn't know. You kept turning to us. Who won? Who won? I don't know. Who's it? By the way, I won my first bet, and you guys, and then you guys turned it off to the second race. That there is a. Don't crap. say you guys. Phil turned it off. Bunch. Fucking look him in the face. Stop him. Man, I what do you Sorry, I didn't arm wrestle you, Phil, from across the side of the room. That when you declared, Phil just said, "Enough of this shit. We're done." Well, the best part. This is why you always want to hang out with a guy smoking cigarettes every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, he's out. Because he left yes. to go smoke a heater, and that's yeah. the perfect time. But when he it. left to smoke the heater, he got mad at you. Yeah, and he changed the channel the... and knocked on the window. Yeah, he now he pounded yeah, on the window, no, no, broke no, no, the no. fucking window after that. Um, also, uh, so we did that. It's also not fun to watch somebody bet. There's a reason, like, you know, hot dog eating or stuff, but even our DFS live finals, nobody tunes in to watch somebody else make a bet. But Like, it's not fun to just watch somebody, oh, you're going to bet? 
Who would have been? That's not that fun. But to defend Ted, he was he was you know crowdsourcing responses. He wanted us I involved. Was. That's yeah. true. Yeah, he I wanted us involved. involved. Yeah, he tried to get us involved, yeah. but we couldn't bet. Uh, Phil, takeaways so far. Uh, takeaways are well, ours. Jeff's car can fit under a six foot four garage. <laughs> Barely. So and we trusted a stranger. Go ahead yeah. tell us. So Monday, as we didn't even know if we were parking in the right garage, but I think we still, I don't think we know we still have parked in the right garage. No. Because we have asked uh, the uh, people working there to let us out. So we have yet to pay, which we probably, that's probably the wrong thing to do. But <laughs> we pull up and it says it has to be 6'4 or uh, lower. lower. Or, yeah. And I thought we were going to get, the roof was going to just come off. So Jeff stops the car. I get out. I'm looking to see if we could clear it. I'm like, Jeff, your car's too nice. You need to make this decision. Jeff doesn't think he could do it. And then some guy that works there comes out. You're fine. You're fine. And we trusted a stranger and he ended up being right. But yeah, uh, that was the biggest one so far. Because it's not, it's 6'4". Like I'm 6'3", Ray's 6'3 and a quarter. I like how you've been saying that all week. I know I have I been because that. he is theoretic. He is taller than me. I, I can't oh, wow. deny that. It only took ten years. It took longer than that. Yeah. But um, it, there's no fucking way that garage is six four because my car is at least six eight up there. But I think it was bullshit anyway. Question: Did you have to pay for the parking pass? They just budget through again. They budget through, through again. again. So I guess it's more of the story. People just. Buzz, maybe they'll let you park for free. <laughs> you got to call the support while you're at the thing, and then just say, "Hey, it's not lifting up," and they just lift it up. So skip Ted's name. Yeah. No, we did not get Naudi, by the way. Sandro and Nello. Everyone's asking for Sandro. The they, they don't give a fuck up, about the four of us, it seems like. Sandro, take it away. Your takeaways. One, I like the pony music. I was all in on the, the okay. ponies and the, the music in between the races. Yep. I thought I it was great. Is that uh, true, Phil? I don't yeah, not true at all. We're going to get to this. Yeah. Sandro's a fraud. And then he's <laughs> tweet out one man's opinion. Yes. <laughs> right. One man's opinion, Sandro's a fraud. I, I uh I did not worry about the height of the car because I'm just in the back. Whatever happens, happens. <laughs> short. My my favorite takeaway <laughs> like besides it. the TSA stop uh, was uh, all the meals are paid for by other people, not me. This is great. <laughs> Love that. Um, and the shower has hot water, which is awesome. <laughs> because Sandra's living in luxury. Wow. Everybody. Um. Let's see. Uh, somebody referenced it today. I mean, I got a lot of takeaways thus far. I think that there's a couple things like. I, I like meeting people today. We met um, Pit Boss Jeff, a.k.a. Amazon Jeff, uh, Jeff Orleans, a.k.a. everything else. And then while we were doing a meet and greet with him today outside the convention center, we got recognized by a bunch of other people who came up and asked. I thought that was a lot of fun. And he, I'll tell you why. And I, we didn't even talk about this internally. I've literally been holding this for this show. And I'm going to say something. Uh People out on the street, conventional, are walking by and they recognize, like, Sandra. They recognize Ray, recognize me and Phil. And Ted, they would have recognized Ted, but he was didn't show up. But uh, inside the th- room, me and Ray Flowers were walking around with a former uh, person, a former, uh, what do you call him, colleague, colleague at SiriusXM, yep. who basically said, fuck you, to our faces. But didn't say that, just looked up and looked right down. And I, I just... Thought to myself, what a fuck. See, nobody knows who the fuck was this was. Gun? It was Kay Adams. Oh, shocker. It was Kay. And listen, I like Kay and we have a good relationship, but I thought that she big timed us to the highest degree today. And I'm like, you know, it's cool. I get it. But I wasn't coming over. I wasn't looking to talk. And we were, we were just coming back from like trying to find some food. 
And it was like, fuck you. Oh, I'm going to look down like I didn't see you. And I thought like, you know, fuck you. I don't want to talk to you anyway. But that's the difference between industry and like the guys that are in this room, the guys here at Fantasy Guru, and the people that are listening, all of you guys in the chat room. And to the me, girls. It's a lot more. And the girls, sorry, in case Laura's there for Ted. Ted's. Esther's in there too. Esther's in there. Okay. Uh, we have a lot of female um, subscribers and everything. But that's the difference. It's like, and I, we said as we were walking away, and I said it, and Phil and Ray would back me up. So that's why I want to, those are people I want to talk to. I want to spend time out of that fucking room because I'm not comfortable in that room and I'm immensely comfortable amongst the, the listeners and everybody who actually tunes into the show. So that's my takeaway from there. Well, and I think something to mention too is that the NFL experience has not been open for whatever reason the NFL chose yeah. to have it closed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we haven't had the opportunity to interact maybe with people that have been around. So if you've been around and we haven't seen you, you know, we'll, we'll be more available Thursday, right? We're going to spend some time yeah. in the experience Tomorrow. and be around because now we've, we're segmented from people. They can't even get to us if they wanted to say hi. I would say the radio row setup is stupid too. I, how you don't have people that can actually – the Walk public through. wants to see some of the people broadcast. I mean, you can find a way to segment it off, make it just a huge room or something, have space between you and the broadcast. But now a lot of listeners to come by and see people, it's just it seems very – exclusive and the times i broadcast there in the past when me and polar lostra did it is like we did it from the convention from the fan fest yeah. or the nfl experience whatever they're calling it and it was just a lot more you know people could come around i think it's because like folks in radio and and elsewhere in tv think they're hot fucking shit and they don't know i keep saying it on the shows the people like every single one of those tables is a market with hundreds of thousands, if not millions of listeners. That's the people. Those are the people we do these fucking shows for. And those people just think, I, I mean, I just think they spend most of the evening trying to suck their own dicks. I don't think they, I think they really believe that they're just better. So, Ted, I don't think majority of those guys and gals want public around. They don't fucking like each other around. They all think they're better than everybody. And I think that's just an inherent problem. With, uh, with That's probably because 75% of their shows are trash. Medium. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But either, either way, Ted just calls it like it is. Uh, all right, let's get to some questions before we get to that, everybody. Honestly, thought Phil was more Jack. Uh-oh. What? Somebody thought you were more yoked, Phil. Uh, we- yeah, I don't really know what to respond to that. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Ted thought... Esther was a female, so it's a male. So Esther's okay. a male. That's yeah, a good job, I'm Ted. Okay with that. Way to offend people right away. One, I'm wearing a better name. What? Why? What? <laughs> so you literally just went by the name. You said Esther, and that's it. God damn. Uh, Ted does not. Schuster. So I've always been grumpy. I've aged into my personality. Ted, in 25 years, will age into his personality. I, I, what do you want? I mean, it's just. Get a normal name or change your name to a normal name. <laughs> How do you name? get a normal name? Excuse me, Who gives a shit? Get a normal name like Ted. Like Ted? By the way, with not even his real name. My real name's Edward. Because, I mean, <laughs> I mean fraud. Do I post- Ted is the fraud, not me. Do I yeah. post- Sandra's Ted. There you go. Do I post Edward or do I post Ted? Ted talks hey, a big but, game. But can we get back to the fact that they're disappointed at the jackness of Phil, whose biceps yeah. are bigger than our legs. Yeah, Phil's. Uh, I mean, listen, he's got a big sweatshirt. I think it's that's the thing. Phil's it's not a, showing off right now. It's a medium, but uh, it's, it's a medium. A, it's a medium. Is that Kyle Frank Schmidt? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ted talks a big game. Esther's male. Who wins a shotgun race? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, Jeff shotgun the hell out of that water bottle today. Yeah, I mean, I could drink. I probably have the most 
drinking tolerance of everybody Maybe. here. Yeah, I can shotgun pretty well, though. I do not have the but. most running. Sandra would. I don't know. It's, I'd bet Phil for the shotgun contest. You think no, so? No, I'm terrible. No, listen. I'm awful at shotgun beers. So my buddy got married last summer, and I was a groomsman. And the, you know how every the bridesmaid and groom's guy, you know, they have to do a special dance coming out. Oh, yeah, we know. So I'm like, she actually volunteered. She's like, hey, how about we shotgun beers once they give us, you know, introduce our names? Did you ask her to marry you after hearing that? I know she was hot as hell. But, um, <laughs> Where'd she end up at the end of the night? No, her boyfriend was there. But <laughs> so anyways, we walk out and we shotgun a beer. And I'm telling you, everything just spilled all over me. <laughs> Jesus. And of course, my brothers were there. So they, they stand up and they're like, Applaud. boo that man. So like uh, everyone just started booing. It was wild. But yeah, I'm terrible shotgun. You said boyfriend, not ring though, right? That is true. Oh. Uh, Phil had a chance yesterday and it didn't <laughs> She did out. have a ring. Right. But I mean, she also. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who has gotten who has gotten the hitting on the most thus far? Uh, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, you mean at the event, probably? The, the coffee guy at Dutch Bros today was coffee guy. Dutch Bros. Well, those are my event? people, though. Oh, and by okay. the way, somebody asked, did I take everybody to Dutch Bros? Yes. Every morning, that's our ritual for the next couple of days there. Um, Phil looks like small next to Sandro. What? Well, Sandra's, first perspective. Sandro's closer. Shit. Phil is, camera angle. Dude, you guys are killing this guy's ego, man. I mean, yeah, you get it. Like, yeah, <laughs> two days and you're you're fucking up, Sandro. I set up the camera that way. It's all like, <laughs> it's true. It's forced. He does look, Sandro does look like the biggest in camera or big one of the bigger ones. He does. Camera. He looks taller. The tallest Holy one shit, here. He does. He is fucking great. It's not the hat either. So, listen, Sandro. Is in this dude is crazy talented. He set this whole thing up. I mean, with Sean Angle, of course, who's producing. But I mean, Sandro's like the guy. Phil and I say it every day, like, dude, this guy's fucking constantly. He wants to pretend like he's a hermit and lives a hermit lifestyle. I don't think there's a better networker amongst all of us than Sandro. Oh, for sure. Works it. Yeah. Do you want to talk but about still, gelato? I don't or know. How, uh, am I? He's pitching our like head of programming and gelato businesses yeah. and things like that. Yeah, business. I'm working a deal with that. So we, we should be um, uh, hush, hush. We'll announce that on the show soon. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who on the shuffleboard? Uh, I'm very. Shoots and ladders. It shoots and ladders, as they call it. It was actually uh, Ray and Phil. Right. That was I the team so. that yeah, beat me and Ted. I, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Ted was sick. This was I and I told those guys you were sick. I was watching the basketball game. No, you weren't. You're walking around the to and from the bathroom. You're blowing up. I was smoking. Bottom line is gone. I mean, that's all we we could say. He was gone. He was not present. Bottom line is he's just angry. Ted, you didn't see his 78. Yeah, that's That's true. He didn't hit a 70. I had the high score on the pop shot. There we go. Real quick. Jeff Manns broke the shooting record before LeBron. Like I true story, yeah. True story. Before we were we were waiting, he was at like sixteen points, and Jeff was at seventy six, like way before him. So yeah, I hit seventy eight, but uh, I went to <laughs> I I hit the high score on the Papa shot. I come back ready for my high fives, like I've just been introduced at the nineteen ninety three All Star NBA All Star game, and I said, "You see that shit?" And they're like, every single one of them, like, what? What happened? What's up? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what yeah. happened. But. Also, when you told Phil to go uh, make a move, and he asked. That's true. I did tell you. He did try and go after the waitress, though. He, he left his phone. Yeah, that was a great move. What her. was the move there, Phil? I wrote my number on the check. Yeah. And I was, well, I, I've done it before, and it's worked. <laughs> this one did not work. <laughs> However, Ted said he got a random text today from a number he didn't have. So I think... 
Ted went back and wrote his number down. <laughs> there we go. I see. I, I'm telling you, he is sneaky as fuck. You guys don't. Nobody realizes this. You think he's all stealth? No, not at all. That's what Ted looks like. Yeah. There you go. What, what's it say? Oh, okay. You look good. What's it say? Okay. Uh, Ted got a random type. Let's do it. Should we do it on air? <laughs> Someone says, "Hi, I'm Karina. Who are you?" I don't know if I want you using my phone. Yeah, use my phone after Sandra's Sandra's burner. Burner. <laughs> I'm good on the phone. Give me the number you can use Sandra's burner. Ted's orange mic is from Cheetos. Sandra is the get sticky guy making sure all those uh, deals stick. He, it really is. That's from Sean. Standard scoring that does not sound good. STD scoring does not sound good. Uh, Ted has the I drank too much fake illness 100%. That's just Amy. Jeff's wife let him have everybody over to play. No, this is not my house. It's my house for the week. It's not my house. This house is a good. It's my house now. Right? Yeah. My I don't let these guys these characters into my real house. This is only four bedrooms. Not enough. Yeah, it's not big enough. Nearly as much. Uh, Come out to the 16th hole. Are you guys out the waste management open? We have tickets, but we are not going. Correct. (laughs) I don't know if we actually got tickets. Okay. There was an email asking if we wanted tickets, and there was a yes, but I don't think we actually got the tickets. Yeah, I, I, we don't. The answer is we don't know. All right, let's turn it around. Uh, Super Bowl 57 is upon us. We've previewed this game every which way but lose. Let's start out in just the general consensus um, fantasy terms. Just generally with this game, Ray Flowers, Chiefs, Eagles, how do you see this game going? Like, Who are the players that are standing out to you from a – Maybe let's go like one and done or fan, regular fantasy format. I think that for me, that one of the bigger questions to answer, and it's one everyone's asking, is who's catching passes beyond Kelsey for the Chiefs? What's the wide receiver core going to look like? Are the guys going to be out there on the field? Because we we want to know that, right, to, to set our lineup stuff. But then it's the second level of question. How much confidence do you have in these guys? I mean, the number one pass receiver on the team was Juju Smith-Schuster. And, you know, was he catching four passes a week for – 62 yards, 58 yards. Like it wasn't, there was no consistency there. So that's really the question I have. And can whoever's healthy have success against the DBs of the Eagles, which is obviously a strength of their defense? Um, Ted, how do you see this game? Um, well, Kelsey, of course, is the main weapon for the Chiefs. They need him involved. Um, they need Smith Schuster to be healthy. I just don't know if he is. I mean, that's the thing. Do we, what, does anybody have a read? Like Juju is a real mystery right now. We know Tony. It's all kind of bullshit. It's like when your wife says she has a headache. It's none of it's fucking true. She just doesn't want to bang. Or you know, that we know that kind of thing, right? But so Tony will try to play. He'll get hurt eight plays into the game, whatever. But what's the stat? Anybody have a read on Juju? I mean, I think he plays. Uh I don't Tony, I would say maybe doesn't, but yeah, I think Juju plays. And I mean we'll Do you have that. a do you have an injury report from just looked? Yeah, look I know that. he did. Tony was the only one that did not practice. Everyone else was in full. All right. So Tony's the one. I think he plays, though. Does anybody think he well, does? Well, he'll it? try he'll, and play. Yeah, the right. question how much. Yeah. He'll touch the ball twice and then claim he has an ankle injury, like some BS. And Kelsey will say, well, why did the Giants want him? This is why the Giants didn't want him because he's so, always hurt. Yeah. T- uh, Tony was limited and everyone else was a full participant. Yeah. I've seen like, that. Is this going to be a Justin Watson? I know. Like, is it going to happen? I wrote no. that in the DFS write up. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? He, doesn't, he didn't make any plays all year. He did look at the first four games. I think he caught two touchdowns in the first four games, two long passes, like 40 and the rest of the five yard touchdown against exist. the Chargers, I think. He did exist the rest of the season. Right. He did not, but they also had he a played, bevy of other receivers. Good he, word. But he also played a shit ton of snaps for to not exist. 
It does all it takes is one. One of the things it's matchup based, and you could have the fuck. What are you bitching about? I just he's got basketball on there. What's happening? <laughs> I just happened to look and random trade. The Lakers acquired D'Angelo Russell. Like they need another player that. There's no him. fucking sense about what happens with the LA Lakers, and that LeBron thing was a travesty yesterday. But uh, I'll let Ted look it up. Okay. But yeah, Justin Watson. Listen, when a one game scenario. A hero could be anywhere, mm-hmm. and it, I think we get spoiled, or we always gravitate towards what we saw last in in a Super Bowl last year. It was the predictable Cooper Cup. It wasn't anything outlandish or weird. But over the years, we've seen fucking McCole Hardman, we've seen Desmond Howard, we've seen absolute fucking randos that have stepped up into that. What is, what is emotion? You know, you're on camera, Ted. You're not away. Ted, this isn't fucking. What are you? What is he saying? Go ahead. What are you saying, Ted? Uh, He's looking up Justin Watson right now. He had 15 catches the entire season. That's his we step know up. that. That's not making a lot of plays. Average yards per catch? 21. He had 15 oh, catches. Right. Where would 21 15. yards per catch be on the season? Where, how does 15 yard catches divided by how many games did he play? 15, 16? But he, this is one game. That's all it needs. One 50 yard catch is good to go. He catches two balls. That's 42 yards Boom. and probably a touchdown. He had 34 targets the entire year. Right. Uh, again, this is the wait. But did the, they change the rules of well, the Super Bowl? The pro- Sondra, did they change the rules? Is it accumulative? Whoever has the most points all year? Is that well, how it works? Or is it just one play in one game? Well, only one team can win, Jeff. We know that. Okay. Uh, that Are we sure to look that up? Do we know so the, look up how many teams can win a Super Bowl. Do we know the, overtime, know the overtime rules? Is it a must-win game, Sandro? Is it a must-win game, Sandro? <laughs> I, don't, I don't play for the NFL, but I'd say, uh, based on my research, I think it is. It's a must-win game for. I think it's a must-win game for the Chiefs, folks. I think so. That's fucking great. I'm sorry. I hope so. uh, we stole that bit from Dave Damachek just for uh, clarification before anybody bitches to him. But uh, I think it's great. All right, Ted. Well, give us who's your under the radar guy then, Mister Hero, or, or is it just going to be the guy who had the most receptions all year? Is that who the only person that could do anything? Well, <laughs> who's going to be healthy? That's it could be a question. I mean, you could get like Fortson. Forts, Jody Fortson. Which one of the backup okay. tight ends scores the touchdown? It's not bad. Yeah. Oh, jo- no Jody Gray. Fortson. Jody Fortson did the same thing that if you look at him and Watson. They like produce very early in the season. Thought, Watson oh, played 60,000 million more snaps. That's a That's lot. That's a lot of, That's a lot of snaps. snaps. He, did, I mean, that, he played every that, snap. Phil yeah. looked that up. If he's 60,000 million more snaps that than every Jody snap Fortson. Fortson went down with an injury, though, missed like nine games. So that's part of it. Phil, do you have an under the radar play for this week? Uh, I will we'll just break it down. Just break down the game how you see it. See, the Chief, they said the Chief. What about from the Eagles side, Phil? I mean, Eagles side, that defensive line, we talked about it all well, all season, really, but you've seen it in the playoffs because, you know, people that aren't watching every Eagles game, this defensive line gets after the quarterback. Hassan Reddick is just an absolute beast. Obviously, you have Fletcher Cox there as well, Brandon Graham. I mean, these guys get after the quarterback, Josh Sweat. So, Mahomes is great at getting the ball out of his hands quickly, so I think that helps. But this defensive line, if they continue to put the pressure on the Chiefs, I mean, I think that's what their key to the game is, is just being able to continue to put pressure on Mahomes. Does the, what about you, Sandra? your feelings? Remind me, who's in the Super Bowl again? <laughs> I knew. Two teams that need to Real win. Real quick, though, when, what quarter does Mahomes start limping? First? Second? When there's trailing. When they're trailing. <laughs> of course. When I mean, the storyline gets is. better? Second. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Uh, you know what? I'll say this. Can we? I'm willing to say that I'm very impressed with Patrick Mahomes this year. Like, what was that movie that said? I always thought he was a bit of a dandy. Oh, whatever. What movie was oh, that? Was, uh, no, a 40 year old virgin. When they said, you know, I always thought Matt Damon was a bit of a dandy. 
but he's kicking ass in this movie. I will tell you, I thought, I'm like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, this guy's a giant pussy. Like, he's going to be a giant pussy. Well, he's he's going to be baby. brother to shut up, so that's good. Right. If you think about, look what he did. Lost his main two receivers, brought in scraps, fucking his brother, his, his wife's fucking throwing champagne down on the, the bourgeoisie. His brother's doing TikTok dances on the fucking dead Sean Taylor logo. I mean, they're doing all kinds of shit. He got everybody shut the fuck up. He put the team on his shoulder. He's likely going to win the MVP. He got them the best record in the league. He really did it by himself. There's no real running game. It's him and Kelsey. So I'm like, and fuck, and I'll tell you, when I saw that dude that, you know, shatter his ankle or break it, you know, that leg, and he got up and just yelling at his coach to get back in the game, I just said, man, all right, this motherfucker may have a gear that I didn't anticipate, Ray. But I think that's to, to Phil's point when you talk about the, the pressure that the Eagles can generate. How is Mahomes able to move around to try to avoid that? Because we know the offensive line of the Chiefs is really going to struggle to slow down the Eagles, right? So it's going to be – because with with uh, Mahomes, all the time it's these plays that break down where he creates things, and that's where we see Jerick McKinnon pop and everything like that. Is he going to be able to extend plays that way against this Eagles pass rush? And, I mean, or do they get the ball out immediately, three-step drops right. and just fire the ball out, whether it's Kelsey? I think – Depending on the health of the receivers, I think all the receivers play. But a guy like McKinnon, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, one of those two guys, we could see them being a de facto sit in the wing a la Sean Payton's offense with New Orleans and let Alvin Kamara make a Edwards Hilaire or McKinnon just sit in the flat for when that pass rush gets to him mm-hmm. and dump it off for a game. I mean, I, I would anticipate Andy Reid has something up his sleeve here. So you would if you're Andy Reid, how much are you playing Clyde Edwards Hilaire? That's it. Great question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know what better than Pacheco. He's not even better. I, I, no, I don't. He can't. No. So what's his role? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a pass catching guy as sort of a third wheel. You, you try to use him in situations that the Eagles wouldn't anticipate you're running to him, or they wouldn't anticipate him them throwing to him. You got to use him as sort of a diversion. Wonder why he's in the game and what they're going to do. You know create some mystery behind it. I think that's the best role. Edwards Hilaire is, I knew he was too young or too small. I knew all that, but you know, he's not a terrible player, right? He's not like he's awful. And I think getting him back as another weapon is something that Andy Reid will try to figure out the way to use. I'll tell you this. Andy Reid's going to empty the clip as far as trick plays, gimmicks, Fucking who knows what they're going to have a giant, maybe Lady Gaga swings in from the rafters mid fucking huddle or something. He's going to have all sorts of shenanigans going on. I have a feeling. And I, I think that involves other personnel that we wouldn't expect, whether it's Jody Forston, Justin Watson, or maybe Edwards Allaire. Sounder, you had something to say. Well, I was just thinking with uh, the Eagles defense and Mahomes. We saw when Mahomes rolled out to the left, that's when his ankle bothered him the most. So if I'm not a defensive coordinator, but I'm yeah. trying to pressure from the right side, force him left as much like as I can to, you know, see, not that I'm defensive coordinator wishing for anyone to get hurt, but you want him to be, you know, a little uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And you want to, well, you want to take him You want him get him on the run a little bit. So, um, you know, that's one thing that I'm a little bit worried about with KC. I do, I honestly think KC wins. But I do think that a smart defensive coordinator is looking at Mahomes and seeing how he was limping after the last game where, you know, you know that's how you get him. Well, we say it's a big, I, I like that analogy and get him to get the quarterback to be as uncomfortable as humanly possible, even when he's seemingly comfortable in all setups. 
I think that as much as it's a big game for like Jalen Hurts, it's a big game for Nick Sirianni to try to match wits against Andy Reid. Do you guys think Andy Reid has that extra hair? Or do you think he's achieved enough in Kansas City to not like have that chip against the Eagles? Um, it's always going to be there because they didn't. Re- I mean, he wasn't technically fired. I guess they didn't renew his contract, but there's always the chip's always going to be there. Just like any anytime you go up, whether compete against your fr- former employer, whatever kind of thing, you kind of kind of want to show him up. So he's going to want to definitely. There's the extra motivation. I mean, I don't know how much more that extra motivation does from a coaching standpoint, but uh, it's definitely going to f- feel good to him if he can get it done. Doesn't it feel like sometimes we create storylines like in the media? Because like Ted's saying, it's yes. not like Andy Reid's going to try less or try more. Is that even a thing? Like it's a Super Bowl. Like right. if you can't get you can't get up for the Super Bowl, you can't get up for anything. So this is not you know some pickup game in the backyard. Well, I, I look at I mean again, we talked about Super Bowl history this week on the show, and I remember uh, you know go back to my Chicago Bear days in 1985 with William Perry. But the thing is, the, how that came about was because the year before, the 49ers and Bill Walsh used a big fat defensive tackle against the Bears when they beat him like 21 to nothing in San Francisco. So, like, and then William Perry came in the next year when the Bears played the 49ers just to add salt to the wound. So that stuff. Like, that's the edge I'm talking about. Dicka, and now those days, then we can go to Dicka and Buddy Ryan and shit. Coaches used to do that shit against each other. I don't know if it's if he's got that big a chip that he would get there and try to actually embarrass them in some way, shape, or form. I doubt I'd see an embarrassment. I just, it doesn't seem like he'd go down that road at this point. I mean, maybe he tries the Philly special on him. I don't know. Do both Kelsey score a touchdown in this game? There's a bet, by the way, whether the Eagles try the Philly special. I mean, those are the Chiefs. The I can see the Chiefs. I can see Reed using it. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's a little, throw it. little F you back to you. You think, I mean, for, number one, if Nick Sirianni calls the Philly special, how fucking obvious would that be? Like, that ball's a pick six. Why would he? Don't. Hey, don't That's do my, just don't. Yeah. Like, you did it Damn. once, man. You go back to that well. It's like hitting that 17 par. Like, I'm going to do it again. Oh, just take the fucking winnings and move on. Especially when you're actually throwing it to it an athlete of a quarterback. Nick Foles wasn't an athlete when he caught it. I mean, nobody would expect Nick Foles to be doing anything where you could see them trying to get the ball. I'm surprised Nick Foles, you know, stepped over his giant dick long enough to catch that ball. I think that was the most impressive thing to me on that Philly special play. No comment. No comment. All right. Fair fair (laughs) enough. Uh, Let's get into the, by the way, some questions here. Phil, man up and drink leaded. I don't know what the fuck that means. Not Bud Light. Yeah. I, I cannot do butt heavy. That gives me the worst hangovers. Bar, butt heavy. Is that what it's called? I've never heard of it called butt heavy. Butt heavy. Yeah. Butt heavy. Yeah. Uh, okay. No. Are we allowed That's to a go real ref- thing. I confirm. <laughs> Are we allowed to go refill our drinks, or is that step off camera? Is that Jesus, did you already? Wolf no, let him do it. Yeah, for you, Ted. Yeah, the guy who didn't you. want to drink an hour ago, he's slugging. <laughs> this is what I mean. But he and we and two hours later, we're gonna hear. No. Ted, go ahead. Yeah, Ted, you yeah, can. Yeah, go. I might. My, my the acid might burn through the my brain, but that's okay. <laughs> It's going to burn a hole till, through the back of the couch. After the show. Uh, there we go. There it is. Be careful. You're going to knock yeah, down the whole Yeah, don't knock all this fucking clumsy galoot. Jeez. Oh, taking small yeah. steps. Oh. RPR oh. system. Dude, he's Oh, my God. There's four wires he's got to go over. Yellow wire. Somebody point out Jody Forston has <laughs> kicked a – or he scored the last time they played in 2021. That is true. Uh, yes, they use an RPR system. The Eagles likely have a plan to stop Kelsey, right? Uh, knowing the Chiefs wide receiver situation in the second. Of course, it's a matter of can you, right? And listen, 
it's a matter of if you put two guys on him, you have to go at the line of scrimmage or try to cut him early. But that's going to open up something single coverage down the the on the field, and that's why I think Justin Watson makes it has had chance to make a big play in this game because as the defense is keying on Travis Kelsey, they're going to get one-on-one coverage. Mahomes is going to try to wing it down there. You get a 40, 50-yard target with the wheels like Watson. I mean, that's a big play, and that's all it takes to make an impact. And I think Quez Watkins, somebody says, Quez never sleeps. Watkins, three for 75 and a touchdown. Not a – Who? Watson? Yeah. Four, four, forty. Ted's making a face for everyone that can't see him on the stream. Yeah, Ted's <laughs> making a drink. Ted uh, being Phil's bitch and uh, also <laughs> making a vote. Yeah, he's, he ran a four four forty and he's six four. Like he's got the tools. We don't need, but Ted doesn't like him because he hasn't done a ton all season long. Well, that, I mean, that's why he's not on Tampa Bay anymore. Quite honestly, uh, Devontae Smith crushes against two high safety three for a hundred yard games this year. Is it? Yeah, Devontae Smith. Who do we like more between Brown and Smith? Right. Oh, let me see. Who does Jeff Mans like more? Oh, let's see. Let's see. Phil's. Oh, uh, Ray's got his notes. According to the rankings, we like Brown more. Yeah. I mean, I mean yeah. Go ahead. No, it's your, I reference your rankings. You I know. I mean, it's significant, but I think Brown is just too physical for the Chiefs secondary. I don't. I just think physically he's dominating. And I, I do believe not. he's not. He's a twig. I mean, listen, that's another behind the scenes thing. We, we interviewed Garrett Wilson yesterday. Yep. And number one, I didn't like Garrett Wilson coming out of school. I will declare an L on that. I thought he played much better than I thought. I thought he was more involved. So I take an L on that. Hard stop. Now we get into, I sat next to him for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, me and Ray. I mean, I'm twice as big as that guy. He's a pretty engaged guy, though. I'll give him that. He's a great guy. Oh, he was a great guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A great guy. And the thing is, what I loved about him was that he said, you know, what do you got to work on? He goes, my body. I got it stronger. And it was obvious. He was very slight of frame. He was small. And I thought, look at Ted Twins. Look at we're off the fucking rails now. <laughs> really want to drink in too. Yeah, All right, another off-season project for Jeff. Okay, I want you to watch Garrett Wilson every snap against press coverage. See how I like that too. Yeah, that's a good one. You know the Eagles play a lot of press coverage. That's why Justin Watson? No, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big I just fuck with Ted at this point. But uh, there's Ted coming back. Um, Wilson, physicality, A.J. Brown, you were... Yeah, yeah, I think A.J. Brown, and I think this is why they got him, right? They got him for this kind of game, this kind of big game, and I don't think that the undersized and inexperienced Chiefs secondary can handle him. Um, Phil, which one did you like? Oh, A.J. Brown, for sure. Okay, Ted? Uh, I'm going to go with Devontae Smith because everybody wants to use A.J. Brown. That's, that's what he does. Sandra, he, he, said, he which, said last night he doesn't do that, but yeah, he just oh, did that. Lesson learned, yeah, when we're, we're going to do top five takeaways. Uh, <laughs> Ted always bets against the team that his friend roots for. Oh. Dude, it, it's brutal, man. It's This guy is just absolutely brutal. I've been picking on Maryland all year long. I, I didn't. Who had your back yesterday, Phil? Who bet Maryland? Who bet the Terps? Happy Mans. We right both, here. Sean well, Merriman had his back, both too. Won. Sean Merriman did. Yeah. I know. Well, that was had a plus good 10 and a half, in fairness. They still lost. So it doesn't mean anything. That's I had the I had Maryland because I believed in those plus ten and a half. I believed in what plus ten and a half. They were down what fifteen at the time or eleven. Yep. Yeah. And they came so back. Yeah. So 
and they tied up at 38 at halftime. That's when we lost Ted and our shuffleboard. Yeah, yeah Sonder and I were playing shoots and ladders. Exactly. Sonder, who did you like, Brown versus Devontae Smith? Well, I go over to fantasyguru.com, and I, <laughs> I click on that rankings tab. I think uh, A.J. Brown's currently ranked it's higher. The beanie. It's the, oh, it's the, the, the football, football beanie. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty badass. I knew he had it on. Yeah. He looks like Mattis Yahoo. Yeah, he does, kind of does. Oh, he's so good. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like concert too. once. That's pretty good. Did Who's he really? That? Yeah, he opened how, for I mean, How much weed was at that concert? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't remember anything. I just know he was good. Yeah, I mean, that would be like... Weed on weed. That'd be like a special strain of weed at a Mattis Yahoo concert, I would think. Um, Ted, did you give your? Oh, you went Smith's just to be different. That's right. Yep. Odds, Ted falls. That's hilarious. By I, I would have bet all, all of it. I would push all the chips in. There's no doubt or knock the screen off or something. Why didn't he go by right? Because that's what Ted, Ted does. I hope Ted can. <laughs> His just legs are out. Ted, I hope Ted can light his drink. <laughs> I thought I was going to go smoke. I would gladly go smoke if I could just keep the money. No, you're not going to smoke. Best DFS captain. All right, let's look at it from a, a daily fantasy perspective, and I think this is different. It's a showdown type of slate. Um, you know, Super Bowls aren't great. They're not great for DFS because it's all pretty chalky. All the plays are going to have high ownership, so it's hard to be different. But I do think in this game we've got some unique setups we've got three running backs on Kansas City that are all relatively viable and Pacheco McKinnon and now Clyde Edwards Hilaire we know it's completely wide open at wide receiver between the Chiefs guys we Noah Gray and Jody Forson both have interesting showdown appeal behind Travis Kelsey and then you got Brown and Smith and the Eagles but you got Quez Watkins and then three different running backs for the Philadelphia Eagles and Gainwell Sanders and Bastin Scott and Trey Sermon I'm sorry Sandro and Trey Sermon if he's active um Sandro will be very upset if I don't mention Trey Sermon but I think there's from a DFS standpoint here Ray I think that there's a, a lot of different ways to go to build your lineup yeah I think for me a very intriguing player you mentioned a metro at the end is, is Kenneth Gainwell He's seen his role increase. Uh, he's seen his touch count increase. He's looked sharp. You talked about that earlier this week on the show. The question then becomes, though, how attractive is he to everyone? Like, do people all pivot in that direction? Because it's still Miles Sanders' backfield, they think, right? But Gainwell's been so evolved lately, Jeff. He has been. I, I like Gainwell a lot. Sandra, what are your thoughts on the slate from a daily fantasy perspective? You're, you're the guy. This is your time. This is, is Millie Maker's showdown. Yeah, is there a birthday I'll go involved this, yeah, this week? Birthday? So, no, I don't think there's any birthdays uh, at first glance. So we're – and plus, this is a one-game slate. What about anniversaries or bar mitzvahs or – Well, there's there's the something? all the revenge narratives. The brothers are playing. Like, there's – this is the Super Bowl. Again, Ray said it earlier. Like, if you can't get hype for this game, then you shouldn't be in the league. So, no, we don't we don't really have anything. Um, no narratives? No, no, no. Really I mean, the narratives are mainstream, though. It's a must-win game, though, Jeff. That's a narrative. <laughs> yes, uh, that's a- I, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm interested in, uh, in Dallas Goddard. Yeah, uh, they want us to talk about Dallas no Goddard. About him. Yeah. Take the lead, Drew. On that, Sandra. I, I'm just interested in him. <laughs> so, you know, if you put him in your captain, you know, I'm going to head over to the fantasyguru.com <laughs> and I'm going to double check rankings and talk to a lot of smart people in the Discord. I don't know about you guys. No, I wouldn't talk to us about it. Um, Phil, if you could, are you betting the church? What's going on with you? No, I was just looking bumble? at the prices of the ponies. Did you hit the bumble yet? Phil? We've hit the bumble. Okay. Anything matches? Anything going on? We got a couple. Oh, really? Okay. But everyone wants like, 
me to buy him dinner. I'm like, I'm here two days. We don't do dinner. Yeah, we don't do dinner in two days. <laughs> well, we got some leftover yeah. pizza. Yeah. Tell him, tell him just do dessert, yeah. Phil. Yeah, there it is. No, uh, Captain, I would probably roll with A.J. Brown or Kelsey if you're not going quarterback. So obvious, you want to go in an obvious Captain Bill. I think you have to go with the guys that are going to score the most points in the in the captain spot. That's how I've had the most success this year. But to go to Ray's point about Gamewell, we've picked on the Chiefs all year with pass catcher running backs. And I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have two or three catches. I think his props one and a half. I think it was my Is he going to be overused? I don't know. Seems like more people like Gainwell than I thought originally, but I mean, has his I'm prop moved because his rushing yards was like 19. 19 I look his, his reception prop is one and a half minus one forty on DraftKings, and that's I mean quite honestly, so it's juiced. But DFS algo people, they all, all they do is look at Vegas. Yeah, only one and a half catches. That's all. They're, so they're not gonna they're not gonna pay as much attention to him. I don't think because he's not being propped up by the Vegas number. It's probably it's true. I think that there's a lot of truth in that. What about? I mean, who who else do you think can score two touchdowns? Let's put it that way. Well, here's who what can I score two touchdowns. Here's what I do, and I put it in the article. I put I did four lineups. We haven't revealed the one we're going to do Friday yet um, for the showdown slate. And by the way, giving out a core four is basically giving out the whole lineup, uh, which we're fine with doing. If I'm doing four lineups, let's say that's what most people would put into. I do one with the chalk captain. You know, somebody like Kelsey and A.J. Brown, I think, fills on to something there, or one of the quarterbacks, because there is that mentality or that path that if Mahomes or Hurts just go bananas or Kelsey or one of the obvious plays, then you're, every other lineup is dead. Like, there's no fucking way you're doing it with them at 1.5. So there's no fucking way. So that's that side of it. I would do alternates because it's a Super Bowl, and I talked about one today where that, that fucking Rams game – 13 to three Patriots Rams get like, what there's no offense whatsoever. So defenses and kickers, you know, th- there's a lot different script. Ted, what is a possibility that you're looking at here that we can base a DFS lineup around? Uh, definitely not defensive kickers. Cause I think there's points scored in this game. So, so you think this high scoring game back and forth? Yeah. Back and forth. I, I do. I've kind of predicted who I think is going to win already. I don't know if we're disclosing that yet. Or or not, but you could allude to it. But yeah, we'll do it at the end for sure. But I, I think there's some points scored. It's not going to be like in the 60s or anything. But I think you're going to see a lot of longer drives. It's, it seems like we've seen that the entire playoffs. Teams refuse to give up the big play. They don't want it, and so they're they're willing to let you kind of dink and dunk against them and have seven eight minute drives. So I just don't think the defense and special team. I mean, they're going to get rid of the ball unless you get a freak pick six or you know a fumble. Um, I would be more. Lean to take an Eagles defense today with the Chiefs, for instance. Are we still at like 50 and a half? Yeah, yeah, running? Yeah. It was 40, it was 40, 849. No, it was 50 and a half. Uh, today, it was today. Yeah, so it's climbed as the week's gone on. Because right. most people bet 51 over. as of now. 51. Oh, shit. Yeah, it keeps going up. I mean, that's the thing. But it's, it's going up because people just want points, right. not because right. they think there's going to be points. Everybody right. bets over. So that's why. Yeah, yes. they're just protecting themselves as rightfully should. That's, you know, and again, I'm in the minority with my betting style that most people want to get on the odds before everything happens. But I, I am very conservative and like to, I want all the information. And if they balloon it up too high for me to take an over, whether it's a player prop or a game total, then I'm just avoiding it. Especially in a game like this. There's so many fucking bets. There's so much. There's so many ways to go about it that you don't have, you don't have to be locked into just one thing. I love the Kenny Gainwell stuff. I love AJ Brown. I do agree with Ted with the over 
most likely, but they're going to start inflating this shit to like 52, 51 and a half. Then I'm going to say, fuck it. I'm not going to do it. Sure, it would have been single game parlay. It, exactly. <laughs> and it would have been nice to get it at 48 and a half or 49, but we didn't have the information. You know, you're guessing at that point. What if fucking Patrick Mahomes, you know, uh, ass started bleeding or something, you know, whatever. He played through it. You know, he, yeah, he probably would. Well, all right. Let's, Take a thumbs. If Juju Smith uh, sprained his thing, fingernail, you know, things could happen to direct it. And then are you, then you're just kind of left holding the bag. Sure, you got over 48 and a half. But that's still a lot of points if a major guy got injured or some other factors, you know, wound up here. So that's why I don't bet it early most often. Yeah, the quarterback injury like we saw with San Francisco kind of kills it. Yeah. Like if you get an injury like that where they have no quarterback, it's I mean, would you want Chad Henney or Gardner Minshew? Gardner Gardner Minshew is gonna poison Jalen Hurts, right? Like everybody knows that that's going to happen. Hear about that for the <laughs> Sandro smiling ear to ear. He's like, "Yes, <laughs> like fucking like, Gardner's yes. in the game, jean shorts." He's Jeff, going. is that your hell? Jalen gets hurt. Gardner comes in, throws for three fifty. Eagles win the Super Bowl. Dude, how how fucking amazing would that be, though? Philly wins two Super Bowls in five years, both with backup, backup quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Yeah, that would be wild. I mean. Then, then who goes out and somebody else will go out and get Gardner Minshew. They'll pay if I could give him a bag, Brock Osweiler style. Oh, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what they were going to, you know, could have. That is my personal health, though. Yes, it would be. The jean shorts forever. Yeah. So, shorts. I think, you know, back to what we're talking about with the who to put in your captain spot, you got to really hone in on the game script. If you're like Ted and said, yeah, there's going to be tons of points scored. I, I have no problem. They're going to go tit for tat and keep going back and forth. Well, that's the quarterbacks. That's the main players. And you, you still pepper in an auxiliary player. But in the captain spot, you want the main guys, the guys with the ball the most in the highest scoring game. If it were to go opposite here and it's a low scoring affair or drives are stalling, because both defenses, quite honestly, pretty good in the red zone. They don't give up a ton of points. They let teams get yards of Chiefs specifically, but they don't necessarily give up touchdowns. That could be a Jake Elliott or Harrison Butker game. And I, I went down that road, Ray, and uh, I can't do it, Butker. I, has anybody noticed how fucking terrible Harrison Butker has been? His, his kicks are like absolutely barely going through, and they're wobbling all over the place, and he's missed a few in the playoffs. Yeah, he's been, he's been bad since he injured his ankle injury, first yeah. week. He's not, he's missed too many short field goals. He's missed extra points. He's not the uh, the all pro kicker that he was last year. Yeah. He, so uh, Jake Elliott would be my play there. Or, you know, defensive touchdowns as well. Always a possibility. You know, that's a game script that we go to. You know, I'd look at that. Uh, we had Rich Gannon on the show today and notice I was a good boy. I didn't bring up the five interceptions that he threw in the Super Bowl against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, I mean, Tampa had three pick sixes against Gannon in that Super Bowl. Crazy. Fucking three. Dexter Jackson, Dominic Smith, and Derek Brooks, I think, had the other one. And it was... uh, Shit, that's good. You've been talking about your memory a lot this week. I mean, I don't know anything until it's, like, forced out of me. Okay. Like, that's the only time I... If you would ask me any of those questions, I'd have no idea. But if I'm talking fluid, I I don't know. I'm able to pull shit. I haven't thought about that Super Bowl. I, I guess I since this morning, since Cannon was on, and I <laughs> made a point. Jeff, don't talk about it. Jeff, don't talk about. It. Don't interrupt him. He's a colleague at SiriusXM. You're gonna get fired. But seriously, but if that type of thing of that, that was a high scoring game. That game was like 48-21 or 28 or whatever. 
And it was all fucking defense. So if that's the script. If that ends up happening, if we see that possibility, then having the Chiefs or Eagles, I think, is the better defense in that case. Eagles defense is a better chance to go bananas, I would say. Yeah, between the, the sacks, the fumble. I mean, we saw it the Mahomes fumble against the Bengals, for instance, just slipped out of his hand. He, he gets a little risky with the ball, especially, I mean, he's been overall pretty good, but we've seen it in spurts where he gets a little overly aggressive, especially if they fall behind. Yeah, and it's sidearm this, it's underhand this. I feel like a behind-the-back pass is coming. Like, you know, it's all great, and it's what makes him... Far to pass out. Wow, is that a thing? Yeah, I think you can. He's the greatest. Maybe he could do it. Phil's seen it done. (laughs) I don't know what that means either. Comment on that, Phil? No comment. Leave his love life out of this, please. But it's like, you know, it's what makes him Patrick Mahomes, right? But at the same time, you always have that little voice in the back of your head saying, man, don't do that. Right. Don't do that. And when you're playing an opportunistic defense that can do all the things the Eagles can do, is this the time that it bites him? Did it take all season long? Like all, all yeah. the accolades. Is this the game where he has a little bit of a struggle because of it? Well, I mean, <laughs> I can, I'm legally obligated every broadcast that I do to bring up the Tuanon people because that's what I was telling them. I said, you, you motherfuckers understand something, right? This doesn't, there's one path for you to win this argument. And that's what holding that fucking Lombardi trophy. Because if you don't, I'm going to kick the sh- I'm I'm on you. I win. Nothing short of it. You're fucked. And I'm trying to back. And well, because I got that chip off my shoulder. You did. But one team wins. No matter what, only one team comes out. There are so many. That's why we talked about the losers of the, of the teams. I'm sorry. The teams that didn't get there on the show today. That's why we talked about some of the great players that never won a championship and things. And even the ones that did get to the Super Bowl and lost. Nobody remembers them. Nobody remembers. History's not kind to the Super Bowl runner-up, nor is the following season the following season, something we'll talk about on tomorrow's Elite Sports Show, by the way. I think that all it takes is one mistake-filled game, a couple of mistakes. Look at Cam Newton in 2015. Mm -hmm. Cam Newton was as lights out as a human being has been in the National Football League. And then what happened? He threw, I think he threw a pick. Then he that fumble where he didn't go for it, Basically, career was never the same after that. Yeah, and the thing is, should he have gone for it? Yes, but the argument, what if he goes for it and rips his shoulder? I ended up ripping his shoulder later on. Yeah, he did did that four weeks later. But what if he would have done it at that point? Then everybody would have been like, well, then what? I mean, you can't go full Teddy Bridgewater and just step out of the way uh, like he did on that pick six a couple years ago. But it's that's the risk and but that's how it you're defined based on the big stage yes you are sandra anything there no jeff <laughs> enlightenment by the way somebody in chat said that sandra looked like a rabbi kind of i am an ordained minister that's kind of the same thing yeah, yeah. if anyone Jewish? wants to get married hit him up hit him up on twitter Adam, no, no, i'm retired nope oh. no more weddings i did oh. one one and done sorry about that Sandra. i will say that i am also an ordained minister I married my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and I'll be marrying my nephew and his wife. They asked me to be their minister coming up in Chicago, by the way, um, next May, or no, May of 24, 2024. So I got a, I got a year. With, with all this talk about that. marriages, Sandro, anything you want to share? Yeah, anything there? Uh, no one asked me anything. Nobody asked <laughs> you, Phil? You didn't ask Sandro to marry you? No, we still have a few more days. We're still, yeah, yeah, we got a couple more days. And, uh, Fools ask we got an eighteen. <laughs> we got an eighteen uh, case of uh, Bud Light. So not you know, left, actually. There's probably not. Well, we'll get more. 
on that. How do we bet on how many times Tom Brady will be mentioned during the Super Bowl? That's not a bad bet. That's a pretty good idea. Spe- speaking of that, how do you feel about all those bets? Awful. Because there's like a 100-page guide with everything. You can soccer this, basketball this, Gatorade that. Or like, How do you feel about all those crazy things that you're really just guessing on? The donkey bets, just like I said on the show last week. They're just... They just want you to throw their money out. They make the, the books make so much money on that stuff. It's disgusting. Well, I have a I have a can't lose formula. Okay, okay. So finally, yeah, yeah. Oh, Sandro's got what no other sports bettors ever had a yeah. system. Everyone listen. So, this is Super Bowl. I see this on DraftKings, and this is uh, Jeff does not like this bet, but I'm gonna just put it out there. Coin toss results. Oh yeah, can't lose. Okay, All right. Heads is plus one hundred. Okay. Tails is plus 100. Okay. okay. I put $10 on heads, $10 on tails. Okay. Can't lose. No, technically. I, you I, know what? I, I bet he placed awful. those bets. It's not awful. Of course it's not. I will say that the heads, tails, it's completely random draw. What if it lands on its side? There's like the one in 10 million in shot. That, well, they never get to the game. So they're giving you plus one. They're giving you even money. Right. Normally, there's no juice. There's usually juice like a minus 110. So I'll, get, I'll say that bet's not the worst thing in the world because it's even money. Did you actually right. do both, Sandra? All right, hold Did on, you really Ted. Do that? Hold on. Uh-oh. You don't like heads or tails. How about team to win coin toss? Eagles are plus 100. Kansas City, also plus 100. You put $10 on one. You put $10 on the other. You can't lose. Me, me, me. And you get actually like DK crowns for doing that. Guaranteed. So you're technically winning. And you know I like my hats. Are you looking yeah. up good bets like that? No, somebody oh. asked me best pizza place. I just said, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's, a, can't, that's can't not lose. bad. I mean, I, I I don't hate it. Any plus bet is a good bet. Or no, no, okay, no, no. Not every plus bet is a good bet. But, I mean, things like that are 50-50. What is the true 50-50? There are a lot of times. Like, sports books get killed during the season. They get killed during the NBA regular season, NFL regular season. At times, not all the time. But this fucking the Super Bowl. World Series, NBA Finals. That's where they make all their money. Why? Because they they flood it. They they are sharp on their numbers. They have all the data to represent those numbers. And they set good lines and they prey upon our emotions. And then we start firing bets on everything that's we think can happen. And I think in this era too, where there's everybody's got a podcast, everybody's got like every single person you run into is a sports better. Right. They all just they're all sports betters, but in they have a system and it's like they're all what they're doing is trying to make a name for themselves. And they're not you're not going to make a name for yourself doing what Sandra just did. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you're, get, you're get, well, I'm actually giving you a compliment because I'm telling you're doing something that's actually plus EV. There's no hero. Betting Christ. both sides of an even bet is not a heroic act. Nobody will say, oh, my God, what a genius you are. No, Christ. but if you bet a plus fucking 12,000 that happens to fall in, oh, my God, and they think their career is made because of it. I will say the Super Bowl is my – I like, I won't even bet. There's, like, no reason because there's so many people betting. Like, two, three weeks ago, I'd say around the divisional round, is when I actually scale back from NFL betting because – there's just so many, you know, there's less games. I feel like all the lines are messed up. Like but, rising throughout the week. Yeah, yes. and, and we discussed it on the show um, earlier in the season. You know, don't bet on the number one wide receiver. Find the, the number two wide receiver on the team. Find the wide receiver three and get the lower yardage right. and on, on offenses that you're confident in. 
And actually, this time of the year is when I kind of like move away from football together. I'll look, you know, we'll talk about it, but I'll move to like hockey and I'll, I'll go to our hockey discord. Uh, Phil and I talk about basketball. We're following Ted's college bet. So like while there's less football games is when I'm like, all right, I'm done. You know, Super Bowl, I, I may put a couple bets down, but there there's nothing that I'm actually looking at actively and saying I have to get action on this. There's just too many people flooding the market. Who's going to have the most riding on the Super Bowl betting wise between the five of us? You? Yeah, yeah you. Uh, I mean, with one all right, bet. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, talking money, no. Okay, yeah, let's talk about number of bets, yeah. though. I think that's a lot closer. Philly special over I there? I have a lot of bets that I like in this game. Because the, the, the books are they are going to make a shit ton of money. The only way they lose money in this is if somehow this game goes 42-38 and everybody produces. They're they're in a perfect like if it goes seventeen thirteen they're just gonna be oh, stacking cash because all these numbers continue to go up the over unders um, er, throughout the week and they're only gonna get higher as we get closer to kickoff. That's true. You know that's an interesting way to go about it. If you are betting the overs and betting a lot of over player props or something, then put a DFS lineup in the millie maker that's like fucking defenses and kickers or something, right? Hedge it a little bit with the possible massive contrarian play it in DFS. I think that's not a bad idea either. Kind of protect the game script scenario. I wonder at some point you could pull a Sandro. Oh, bet, no. I, I haven't looked at the lines that closely, but say game was 19 and a half. You bet him right now. Say by kickoff, he becomes the hot star and he's now 30 and a half or 25 and a half. Bet the under. under yeah. And if you middle it. Right. That's great. Which you most likely will. If it goes, oh, if it went up that much, you would. I mean, those numbers are, not crazy and you think oh he's gonna have a 30 yard run oh maybe he does but that's not baked into it at all it's got to be about what the work most likely workload will be for him um gainwell props are the lowest i like that then somebody asks by the way norcal aggie i'm in first place in a playoff league where fantasy points score multiply each round i'm the only ahead of this fifth place lineup but has all the eagles and chiefs I had Niners and Chiefs, so he'll likely overtake me. He's starting all the Philadelphia and Kansas City studs. What's my strategy? Yeah, I and mean, that's that's a tough one to follow, right? Did you follow that? I at did all? not. You're the smartest. Oh, thanks, you. I appreciate or at least that. You but claim to be. I claim to be. Yeah. Um, well, no, I think that he's got. So the guy in fifth place, but there's only he's in first. Yeah. NorCal Aggies in first, but the guy in fifth has a bunch of Chiefs. Like he's probably got Kelsey and AJ mm-hmm. Brown. He's got the studs in there as well. So. Like, what's the strategy? Well, if you're looking at the point totals, right, and you could roughly say, you know, 12 points here, 10 points here, lowball everything. And if that happens and you're still the loser, you got to go nuts, right? You got to go play Fortson. You got to go with Boston Scott. Like, you got to go off the rails if the other person truly has his players left because you have to find a way to differentiate yourself and, you know, provided you don't fall into 18th place with making some, you know, rando moves here. There's just no, there's no real direction to go, Jeff. That's kind of the problem. We had two teams. If you're in first place... Play the absolute best players you can possibly play. Right. You're leading. You don't have to gain on anybody. You don't have to be different at all. If those premium, if, just because they have premium players behind you, that's up to them to catch you. So I, I think that's one of the things. It's two different mindsets. If I was in a fifth place team, fifth place should try to be a little contrarian, right? Or 10th right. place or whatever. Right. Try to be contrarian to, to move up as far as you can in the standings. If you're in first, play the best possible players. But in this scenario, this the team that's behind is getting a multiplier for every round, and it looks like they stacked right. Eagles and Chiefs. So wouldn't you want to 
can you if you can see their lineup don't, don't you want to kind of have a couple players that are the same you're already in first yeah. you have so to do you, the math based on what your trail what what's your head and things like that to really decide whether you can do you want to stay the same or do you have to be contrarian be contrarian but that's one of the things so yeah i mean you try to copy their exact lineup is what you do if you're in first you try to guess every single one of them or i mean I think you just you no, know, don't even don't wipe that from the record. Just play the best fucking players. Play the studs. Probably pull. money for not taking first too. So right, exactly. You get second play. If somebody pulls some Justin Watson move, great. They beat you, and you're finished second. Take the second place money. I, I agree. I hope that makes sense. I mean, trying to help that out. Some Jaws says Sandra never loses. The system works. It's true. True that. Uh, you can't lose when you're a winner. Remember that, folks. Winners win. Winners win. That's what we do. Talking about Miles Sanders' lines moved from 54 and a half to 62 right now so far. But I will say this. If you notice, like, both sites are throwing out little promo bets and stuff like that. they got to offset some of those numbers, too. And that's going to – like, if it, I know there's a Miles Sanders bet for, I don't know, was it today? Ten, yeah. I think it runs out at 9 p.m. I don't know what time it is right now. But uh, 9, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. For Pacheco and Miles Sanders, both have 10 – Plus rushing yards in the first quarter. So what they're going to do is they're going to juice both those guys' numbers too. Yeah, to compensate for that. Just, just, just an FYI. Yeah, and I mean, I don't like those kind of bets, right? Like I don't like bets where it's, ten is a low number. But Ted said it earlier in the show, and I think it holds true. Ray is that both these teams take long ass drives. Mm-hmm. A nine-minute drive. The other team doesn't get the ball. If they, if their game script, if their play script, it, let's say the Eagles get the ball and they run it down, and then you, so you get the Sanders ten most likely. We'll say, but they run fourteen plays, take off eight minutes a clock or something. Yeah. If the Chiefs came out with a three passing out. script and they went three and out, you know, you then all one of a sudden you're, you're kind of screwed out of the whole thing. And after yep. Checo, you know, maybe he gets a carry for three yards, but you're, you're not going to get it. So like. That's a tough one, even though it's a low total. Um, the other one, or Phil, what were you going to say, Phil? No, I was just, this seems like a game that Mahomes and Hurts are coming out slinging the ball. Yes. Right, in the first scripted plays. I can see the Chiefs not doing that, though. Really? Yeah. I, I You know, that's the interesting thing. I'm confused. I, I think the Chiefs shouldn't. They should run on Philly. Philly should pass on Kansas City. Like, that, it seems so obvious. And that's where why we started when we were talking coach. I'm like, man, are these coaches going to try to get too cute? Mm-hmm. Are they going to try to, you know, get everything perfect and try to the element of surprise more than just attack the weaknesses? That's really the million dollar question this entire game. Because if I'm Kansas City, I am going to run the hell out of the ball because Philly has trouble stopping the run. And the offensive line, Kansas City has a matchup advantage. I would do that as opposed to. And then Philadelphia, I'm testing those corners every fucking play. I'm going right at them, putting them on their heels immediately uh, in a, in the biggest game of their lives. I need to do a little research on the. I don't know who the officials are for this game Sunday. But oh, it's yeah. uh, and that guy. Yeah, like tons of penalties. I yeah, got it. That could Kramer be a, is with a C. Whatever. That could be a problem for the Eagles because their corners grab hold. Yes. Practically rape the other team's receivers. Yes. Where is it? I got it here somewhere. Yeah, it's it's this guy with a C who does all the. I guarantee the chat room knows, um, in there. But yeah, 
that's and somebody says that does Brady's ass have special powers? I don't, I, I, what is that? Oh, the underwear? Like that's very possible. It's very possible. By the way, somebody asked about betting uh, best or how many legs of parlay is too many. I, I think four. You don't go beyond four parlay. Then you, you're just wildly out of bounds. And it's fun to brag to your buddies, I guess. So, oh, I fucking just missed one of an 18 parlay. But every single one of us has that story times 100. So, you know, if you're actually expecting the win, I get the shot in the dark. People want to do first basket in NBA or first score, first touchdown. I get it. You're just swinging for the fences. But don't expect to win money on that. Uh, so it's Carl, Carl Sheffers. Yeah. Yes. As soon as you said Carl. I yep. mean, yeah. And Carl. over the last two years, Sheffers and his crew have caught about two more penalties per game than average. And officiated oh, Super Bowl 50 us. with 15, 15 penalties called. 11 on the Chiefs in that one. But what type of penalty? That's the biggest question. Is it holding? Is it offsides? Is it false start? Contact? Is it pass interference? I think that all. I mean, it really comes down to each individual official, though, doesn't it? 200 flags, seven years in a row, Ted. The only referee that has that. Because it's the down, depending on your position of um, the official is what you call. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, your linesman or your back in secondary. and Well, it's the crew. I mean, it's the same. I think it's his crew, correct? It's yes, all the it's same, crew, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah, Carl Sheffers. I knew the people in there would know. Ed Hockley. You know what, Hockley? I was looking at that. I should have known the name of, as soon as you said Carl, I know. But Hockley only, only had refed one Super Bowl. Oh, no, two Super Bowls. I'm sorry. I was surprised by that. I looked muscle like are too big for the big game. I know. It's pretty surprising. Um, in there, said. somebody, <laughs> I doubt that, that uh, somebody, the ass sand of Tom Brady. Can you believe they're selling that stuff? Sandra, any truth to the rumor you bought some of Tom Brady's ass sand? Have you checked your credit card statement? <laughs> no, I, I did get a weird alert from the beachbodies.net. You're the one who hacked my hey. credit card the other day, isn't it? It's a team effort, Ted. Hey. Everyone's chipping in on this one. Everyone's to a part. You think Phil's just sitting down there betting MGM all the fucking day? He's on his phone nonstop. I was looking up Carl Sheffers. <laughs> well, I thought you were taking his credit card number. Oh. <laughs> all right, sure. Fair enough. Uh, 200 Ray. What is that? It's a question for Ray Flowers. 200 what, Ray? I missed that. 200 penalties. 200, 200 penalties, penalties seven years in a row. Yeah. The only referee that has that. Yeah. Great. Sounds like an exciting game. By the way, oh, back to the parlay. <laughs> I know, man. You fucking imagine. Just come on. We don't need a bunch of flags. Don't need to. 15 be penalties, eight, eight in the first half in that game with the Chiefs in Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl record for most yards and penalties, too. Yeah, but didn't they have a bunch of holding penalties, too, because their entire offensive line was hurt? So Ted, don't ruin my storyline. Did well, that- Ted, Ted is actually sticking up for refs. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm hearing. I'm just throwing well, it out. I there. think it's not about sticking up for refs, it's about talking. Shit to tearing us down or something yeah. like that's that's always tearing somebody. He has got a uh, so th- this is what would happen if we said Carl Sheffers was the best referee yeah. in the NFL. Ted would say he sucks. He said two hundred penalties seven years in a row, right? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how this comment would go. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, so just to go back to the our like question, let's say you have six plays you like or seven plays you like. Chop them down, chop them down, correlate them together. That's the artistry of doing uh, of parlays and, and sports betting is not to have so many different tentacles all at, at once that you need to move in unison. 
pair them down. Instead of doing an eight-team parlay, do two four-team parlays or four two-team parlays or a you know, three-three-two. Do something manageable and ideally that correlate if you have – uh, if you want AJ Brown's passing yardage to, or uh, receiving yards, then do Jalen Hurts passing yardage with it. You know something that makes that, or the the over first half of the Eagles, or something like that. Something together that you really only need one direction to hit two or three of those bets. If you guys notice and pay attention, single game parlays do that all the time. It's all about the game flow and what numbers that we use correlates with how many points we think is going to be played. Um, somebody noted Sheffer did two Chiefs games this year against they were wins, but you gotta throw in they were wins against the freaking Raiders in Houston. That doesn't count. <laughs> Wasn't that a Houston game? It went in overtime, but yeah, still, that was close, right? But they, it's still Houston. I know. I was like, wow. Uh, Travis Custer was fine for saying no 51 shouldn't be able to wear a zebra jersey ever again. You shouldn't even be able to work at Foot Locker. Oh shit. Snap. Is that 51? Is that the referee? That Yeah, I guess so. Number 51, Carl Sheffers. All right. Sandra, have you ever gone as a referee for Halloween? Uh, that is a sports-themed costume, so no. Okay. When's the last time you wore a Halloween costume? Uh, I don't think Sandra's a costume. He had a costume on earlier today. Well, that's the... Oh, it wasn't for Halloween. Prop. It's oh, a okay. prop. I, I don't know. I don't remember. It's Ted shooting. What are you doing? Uh, my computer's dead, so... Oh, okay. Interesting. There, that was that was an odd thing. Ray dressed up every Halloween. Yeah, I, w- I went. Uh, I dressed up four, four different costumes this Halloween. Four. <laughs> I was doing a show. I did one every segment. Oh, okay. what were the costumes? Uh, what did I have? I had S&M. Captain America. I S&M. had well, David Blumpkins or whatever is that? The Tom Hanks. Oh yeah, you now, did David. Blum- I, had, I didn't even know. That. I had that costume. I'm oh, David Blumpkins. I've had that costume two weeks before the show actually came out, so I was actually him before Hanks, Hanks was. Okay. Um, I had what are the other ones I had? Um, Jesus, I'm trying to remember. Semi pro. Yeah. Jesus, Ted. Joe Biden. No, I didn't go with Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. What? Are, Nancy Pelosi. Who's my fourth one? No, no, no. <laughs> I am just yeah. I don't remember what the fourth one is offhand. Well, Better Sports Network. Hopefully, yeah. you guys are watching Lunch Money every weekday, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Right, We all uh, did a bunch of stuff for uh, some Better videos. Sports yeah. Network mm-hmm. and some videos, some Super Bowl content on that site. It's all free. So get over there and check it out every weekday afternoon. Somebody did SM Ted. I, I don't those. Mm. I was saying SM under my breath. Oh, okay. Yeah. Outfit choices. Okay. Ted was getting worked up on my outfit choices. Ted was. He likes ball gags. Ted, was, Ted liked my muscles. Ted, when's the last time you dressed as a Halloween costume? Been a long time. I wore as a, I wore it when I was a shark. Left Take shark? A shark and a gnome. No. Uh, shark and a gnome. pro. A gnome. Shark oh, gnome. Uh, Jimmy or Moon? Yeah, no Jackie Moon. Jackie, Jackie Moon was gag. out. So it was Captain America, Blumpkins, a gnome, and a shark. We once got trouble for the ball gag thing. Yeah, we did. For we saying did it trouble. on air. So you remember that, Phil? He was. You were not producing. I was this. not on the show, but I remember. Yeah. yeah so you remember? It was like Just when, when we used to get in trouble back in the day. Would it like reverberate oh, around the offices? Do. Yes. And well, now, and, well, yeah, before I was like the eighth call. Right now, I am the first call. Right. Why did Jeff say this? Welcome to management. But those days don't really happen. Phil, you got to get a hold of your your talent. Come on, Phil. They worry about me a lot. They do. It's, it's an interesting thing. I'll say this. I'll say Sirius is very kind and very great to us in general. They really are. I got to say it. But it's it's funny that they also, at the same time, 
worry all the time. Like, man, and I'm like, do I have a history? Am I just, what am I going to do? Butterfaces? Yeah, but look, oh, yeah, this yeah. is like eight years ago, Jeff Mance. Right. We, don't, well, yeah. I say, we, we towed a line. Yeah. Before Sandro's cell phone, notwithstanding. Yes. Because that, that was, we all have our bad one days. Air. It was kind of like shuffleboard last night when that mark is right at that Shoots four. and ladders. Shoots and, la and ladders. It's right at that four and it just, it used to just lurch over the edge for Jeff. Now halfway over. I used to stops. crash through it. No, I yeah. was Kool-Aid. Now man. you're like, yeah, well, I did. The, I remember doing the uh, terrorist draft. Like one of the first things I ever did. We did a terror. We honestly, we spent, we used to do four hour shows. We spent four hours doing a terrorist draft. We're like, we're drafting Muhammad Atta and Bin Laden and Timothy McVeigh. And like, we, we're, I mean, think of how fucking nuts that is. But the, that's the worst part about it. Stuff like the stupid, making us say the word ball gag or butterfaces was like the most, the worst things we get in trouble for. Making a joke about Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those are the ones that you get, you know, you get fired for yet. You, well, yeah. And it's all about what they hear, I guess. Well, it's no, it's what people say and who says it and the way they say it and all that kind of bullshit. But um, there you go. Thoughts on McKinnon over 22 and a half receiving yards. It's not bad. I mean, here's the problem I have. I don't know how you guys feel. I want, well, Phil, you asked it before, right? Edwards Hilaire. Yeah. And you asked me, he's not going to be involved. You don't think so? That doesn't exist in this game. Unless somebody gets hurt, it doesn't exist. But he can play 13 snaps and catch three passes. And doesn't that, exist. That's oh, this great. This is what I love. I don't think Why he not? exists unless unless somebody else gets hurt. Ted's disagreeing you with really, you. So you, disagree. you really believe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is now Ronald Jones? Because that's like, like, Ronald Jones played eight snaps last week. Yeah. Basically, yeah. I, I don't even know if he See, that's snaps. the thing. I don't think so. I think, I think the 13 to 18 snap range is about where he does. And mm -hmm. that could take two catches away from McKinnon. And that's, the, and that's the other guys are completely ineffective or hurt. Only chance I think he sees the field. So do you like the McKinnon prop then? He hasn't really been. I think Pacheco is the the, the guy. If it's going to be anybody that's going to be doing the damage, it's going to be Pacheco. I know it's stupid to say because he scored nine touchdowns in six games. But is he really part of the offense, McKinnon? Just fluky. He's so tangential. He's not really part fluky. of Right? And it's a broken plays. It's underhand this. I, I say this all the time. I think five of those, six of those touchdowns, he wasn't even touched. Nonsense. Just not Touch even touched. Yeah. The defender didn't even touch. He's just, so is he really part of the offense? Even when he was on this huge, crazy historical run the week after week touchdown. Yeah, it was kind of random. Yeah, I think so. Um, the pass catching running backs. is yeah, writes it every single year. Yeah. It's in our draft guide right now. The PPR running back myth mm -hmm. right i mean they, they don't hold water and they work for very limited portions of time and then when they fall they fall hard and that's the thing mckinnon two weeks ago when he didn't catch a pass and it mm -hmm. the most touches he had second most of the entire season and he scored 2.5 points yeah that's that's why relying on the catches in that scoring format is so brutal um some other questions that you guys have rabbi doing any circumcisions tonight Jeez. Are you a moyle no, too? A, I'm moil. a loyal moyle. Okay. Uh, but no. Why didn't I ask Jeff Radcliffe about handcuffing? Great question. Um, that okay. Was, that was posed before. That was someone who was asking before you even had the interview. Hancho's Revenge. Yeah. yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. Hancho's uh, Revenge. Good luck taking down the listener league, by the way, to everybody involved. So thank you. I think that. The what? Fucking oh, so 11th place. <laughs> fucking perfect bracket. Fucking <laughs> this fucking guy. Can we all just say, what the fuck's up with Ray Flowers? Football guys. You got lucky. Right? Oh, yeah. Ted, Ted, what did Ted say? You got lucky. You got lucky. I'm, dude, I'm the Oracle. Check this shirt out. He's the Oracle. 
I don't, baseball, I, don't, I only bring it out during the playoffs. Are you going to have to be like the football guy and I become the baseball guy? Is that what's going to have to happen? No, but Phil's the baseball guy. Yeah. I think the baseball guy over here. Phil's a big baseball guy. Everyone knows that, though. This no, they is... don't. I, yeah, we, we found out more today. Baseball. I mean, I come downstairs. He's got his hot coffee that I made, and he's watching baseball. <laughs> I don't all know right. what's going that, on. All right. I've known Phil likes baseball. He's written baseball. He's done that yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. But that shook me a little bit watching that you have to be a special breed to watch mlb Network. but he knows all the shows it's a root every day phil right it's not just one, one during the season only. i wake up and watch quick pitch then mlb central comes on and then by that time i gotta start working but yeah that's my morning every day See, every day What's it on the i background? watch leave it to beaver this guy's watching is this baseball. why my reads never get in on time during that's the baseball right. season? I- <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke I, they're always on time i know that shit um Let's get back to me being How good. How much of this? Oh. No, race size. Okay. Um, back to sucking next year, Ray. Okay. Thank you. How much is it for Phil? How much is it because of the Orioles and this upswing that we're all expecting this year? Well, I mean, baseball. Look, I did play college baseball. I coached uh, high school baseball. I worked at Ripkin Baseball for a lot of years. So baseball is my life. Now, does it help that the Orioles are actually starting to be good? Yes. So but- if the Orioles weren't. I mean, they haven't been like stars. Ten you years. would still be watching MLB Network. Yeah, I've been watching D Row, Mark DeRosa for Ray knows this for the last five years. That's uh, D Row. Yeah, D Row. Like they're homies. Like Lawrence Shahadi. Like, yeah. Do you say we when you talk about MLB Network? He does. Yeah, I say we for them, not for Orioles. <laughs> not yeah. for the Orioles. <laughs> nice. Well, I'll I'll take that. Um, all right. Well. That's fine. I'm just amazed he can play baseball with those biceps. Ah, he can't anymore. There's no way he can swing a bat. So he he'd, be, he'd be like, what's that? So you're Manel fat? Hill. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, dude. I look at old pictures of me. Horrendous. Oh, Call himself fat. Fat? When you play baseball? Oh, dude, like in my early 20s really? and stuff. Yeah, man. Really? That's fat. We'll to, I'll show you some of my big pictures when I was a kid, too. We'll have a, we'll have a big off. He's talking 20. You're talking, no, like 10 oh, years talking, ago. I'll bring up a picture 10 years ago, and you guys be the let, judge. Let's see it. Was, By the way, back to Radcliffe real quick. But, oh, yeah. uh, you know, number one, I think Jeff Radcliffe has realized that handcuff. I think the industry, for the most part, has realized that handcuffing is a valuable thing to do. But I, I think that this entire argument, and I think next year people will be a little bit more surprised. Handcuffing is not going to be as big for me next year. I think the, the way running backs – have gone with all the committees. I want to, I would like to handcuff like a certain role. Like we were talking about McKinnon, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, if McKinnon went down in the middle of that role, whoever the receiving back would be, I would be interested in, but I'm not going to chase that amongst all the teams. And I'm not going to start double handcuffing. You know, it gets too ridiculous. I think the new handcuff is just take the two players, take Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt, take, Jones and McKinnon Pacheco, for instance, or, you know, take whatever two guys there are Gainwell and uh, Miles Sanders. Let's see. There's a picture of Phil. They can't see that shit. There's no fucking way they can see that. Zoom in. Zoom in. (laughs) We can't zoom in. That's not fat. No, it's not not morbid. Well, you can't even see you, dude. He's on the right, Jeff. I know he's on the right. Hair though, I know. Yeah, yeah, dark hair. I mean, fuck the fatness. The, the <laughs> his fat ass is one thing. The hair is a whole nother fucking thing. That's weird. Uh, Jeff, my playoff league question. He gets four times the points to my one time, except like Kelsey and Pacheco, we both have in common. So I don't have to go contrarian to him, or he'll catch up fast. What player? We don't know the points. It's just so much to it. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're out getting, if you're four to one, I mean, 
there's not much you can do. I mean, you got to play the best player that you're in the lead. So it doesn't really make, you know, they have to do it first. Like, that's the thing you know, I, I had a conversation with somebody uh, yesterday, I think at radio row, we we're talking about it and they're like, you know, I got fucked on that, that uh, Cincinnati Bengals game against the bills because they didn't play it. I had chase and so-and-so and I was going to win. It's like, you weren't going to win. Like, just, you have to do it. You don't, everyone, just because it's projected to win, doesn't mean it's going to happen. It has to fucking happen. It's just all this thought that it's automatic, but the if you're in the lead, you have the advantage. They have to catch you first and then pass you. So you don't need to get all crazy and do wild stuff and let it make it easier for them to pass you. You know what I mean? It's still going to take some doing one way or another. Well, earlier in the season with the Bengals, T. Higgins was fine. He played one snap that one week. Right, right, yeah. Played one snap. So you would have thought, hey, I'm getting 14 points this week. Everything's good. Played one snap. Right. So you never know until the game is played. I totally agree. I'm not changing my philosophy whatsoever. Guys get hurt. Anything could happen. Albert Bell at bat. Free Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, check in for the Roys. I think they're talking about Phil. Oh, Carrot Top story. Oh, oh shit. You want you, to tell us, Sandro? I know. You want to tell us? No. Do we still have a while to go here? I need another drink. Okay. What the fuck are you? What is going on with this guy? I don't know. He should go this way, though. There's many, like, I'm many stunned cars. he couldn't make it to Radio Row today. Can you get through this way? I'm absolutely stunned, by the way. Um, Real quick, we saw Carrot Top run around, and, you know, it's interesting. Number one, we see that his hair is four different colors of red. It's gray, all gray on the tip. It's all gray. So he dyes it, but obviously it's four different blends. Of, but his he, his face has We're going to say this. A lot okay, of let, let those go, Let the producers talk. Right. <laughs> Man, Ted doesn't know what to say. Dude, no. Ted's gonna fall over. Yeah, he's gonna knock. Dude, I, I want to film. We need you to film the other side down. of this. Okay, where Ted's about to fall down. Like this is gonna be amazing. It, he's got two drinks in his hands still. Oh, he's stepping over. He legitimately can't lift his legs. No, across the first word. He's good. Right? Imagine him trying to do something. He's going. For, he looks like the guy in Pitfall right now. If he tried to play baseball, he played Activision when you were children. He did it. Through the maze. All right. So. We will never accuse anyone of doing drugs. Right. Of course not. Uh, but if a report came out that said Caratop was arrested for meth. Methamphetamine. Yeah. I would say, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, I'm telling you, just he looked rough. He yeah. looked like he has seen 20 lives over the last 10 years because his face was looking rough. His hair was all over. I think it was like spray painted. And it's about 12 o'clock, too. It wasn't yeah. early. Yeah it was, yeah, it was early. I yep. honestly thought it was Axl Rose until I read the shirt that said Carrot Top. <laughs> like, I, I legit was like, oh, man, I should tell Axel's him I gotten, like, I like Guns N' Roses. There's got to be pictures of him on Radio Row. Yeah, there, there is. I mean, it's and he had makeup on, and it just it looked terrible. His eyebrows looked, I mean, not kind of like a drag queen. Like, they were really painted on, yeah. and it's just like, does he even do comedy anymore? Yeah, I think he has a, a Vegas show. He used to, but, I mean, does he still? I'd pay. To see Carrot Top? Sure, why not? Yeah, I never liked them. I never liked the... Uh, no Props offense to them, but I don't... Yeah, it's, I don't like prop comedy. Except for Gallagher. Gallagher. If you're smashing watermelons in my grill, then you know, that's just classic. Like but uh, yeah, I don't know. The listing skills of a grown man is amazing. Ray, using the thinking cap. I dig it. Thank you. 
What did you do thinking? Ken? You guys were all talking, and I was saying smart things in the back. Oh, okay. Uh, his body is orange pitfall. Uh, they were watching Ted Defall. I assumed meth and roids. Yeah, I think the roids wore off because he does not look. That's the thing about steroids. You can bulk up for a while, but man. He was huge for a while, right? Yeah. Like ripped. And now it looks absolutely terrible. So there you go. All right. He needs moisturizer, too. His skin was dry as hell. And poor Carrot Top. He's like a child star going bad. Hold on. I thought he looked good for Axl Rose, though. (laughs) But when I found out it was Carrot Top, uh, yeah. I I saw Carrot Top in Vegas a few years ago. Says, G-Bro 84. All right. Axel is fat now. Yeah, Axel got pretty chunky. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, McAfee is where we saw him, Brandon. He looks old and rough. That's where we saw him. We literally saw him on the set. Our setup is right next to McAfee, just so you guys. All right. So, he actually retweeted all his, like, appearances. So, if you go to his Twitter, you will see pictures of him. And the one that he's on the Sirius XM stage, he looks rough. Uh, Levitard show. Like, those are actually pictures. And you can see for yourself. He's not looking great. How about this? Uh, most respected person in the radio broadcast. Sandra Ornella. We said in the radio the, the broadcast radio industry, industry, not in the uh, acid reflux industry. Mm, what <laughs> what, what you, do you think? Well, you have a new drink? How would you answer that question? What? Not the orange mango, the orange respected man. person in the industry. I don't know. Well, I, he mentioned like Levitard. I, I love what Levitard does. I like McAfee a great deal, too. Uh, I like Levitard because sort of doesn't didn't, you know, his break with ESPN and stuff wasn't like uh, going to war. It wasn't the typical radio shtick bullshit to kind of boost your own brand. Mm-hmm. He knows his brand. He's fine with it. And he's like, hey, we're just going to go do something else over there. You, you like, like Van Levitard? Pope, right? like, well, I don't mind him. Who's the old Dugats. guy that can't really speak great English? Dugats. Right? Well, that's his dad. Um, yeah, it's terrible. No, you know why I love Levitard? Because when he left... He brought his people. Mm-hmm. That's fine, but it's no. That you, I, in this industry, if you have someone that's mm-hmm. like host like that, and he, case in point, what we're talking about today, where like we Kay got Adams. big time by the person that, <laughs> I mean, if you say Jeff Mans is an asshole, she used to say on the Jeff Mans is if Sirius X on Fantasy Sports Radio was a rose, then Jeff Mans is a thorn. She that was a soundbite we used on our network for five years while she was on it. Remember that. No comment. Yes, yes, of course you do. No but this guy literally is the reason in Kyle Frank for her entire career. And I'm not saying she doesn't deserve what she's got. I think she has worked hard. She is good at what she does. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying pay a little goddamn respect. Like Phil said, take your guys with you, support them. And if the very fucking least, don't big time them. When they pass you by in the hallway, I think that's a dick move. Why do they like Levitard's dad, though? I will say that. Why? It's just, I don't. He really, yeah. no, he's he's got something to say. Okay, okay, good. But yeah, it's, you know, it sticks to my head. I, just, I find his character, whatever he's doing on the show, is stupid. Like, he, it's unneeded. Ted, am I unneeded? Yeah. No, you're the master producer. Maybe that's more real. needed than any of the rest of us, quite frankly. I mean, I think Sandra's probably got the biggest following. Sandra's our version of Baba Booey, but better. Yeah, but much better. More liked. That's yes, sure. that's for sure. <laughs> I think so. Like, yeah, people didn't like probably very much. They're, or they were, the audience was split on him, I think, for the most part. Who else? You guys are, I mean. You're radio people. Phil yeah. and Sandra are big radio people. Who who stands out to you doing it in the industry or just broadcasting in general? Um, I would probably go. I mean, I, I like what McAfee does. But most respect, I mean, Mad Dog, what he's doing is mm-hmm. great. 
Shine. Yeah. Well, Sandra worked with Adam Shine. Yes. Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> there was like a lot of buildup to that. Yeah. Then three words. No, I'm trying to think. I I don't know. I I don't I don't listen to anything. Like, oh, I, no? I like McAfee. I like shows with video, um, and a team. But you know, even growing up, I never I didn't follow anyone except for music. I was like, I thought I was gonna be a music DJ. Right. I thought I was gonna. Have you like still kind of are based on your setup here. So Venus Flytrap was one of your idols growing up. I only I never heard who. Nobody knows what? that. Is. You have TV <laughs> VJs. No, I didn't have cable. I had MTV. Carson, Carson oh, I know Phil Carson was a Dale. TRL guy. Yeah, he's still right. Right. He still has right. right. There's no yeah. question. <laughs> Phil's like, yeah, Phil's that perfect. Yeah, before <laughs> after school. There's yeah. uh, <laughs> no doubt about that. Um, who else do uh, you know? Other guys. I, you mentioned Mad Dog. I was. I'll say this. I was kind of uh, the other day when I was solo on Monday. I was, you know, sitting there and, you know, screaming, doing my normal yelling and stuff. And I look over to the left and Mad Dog Russo was literally staring, watching our show. And I got kind of like one of those butterfly moments. Like, oh, it's a guy I idolize in the industry and somebody who I respect immensely. Um, so that was a moment I had like, whoa, and but, you know, I'm in midstream there. But going, it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. That's one of the things I noticed. Uh, it's so quiet on Radio Row. Oh, dude. Like, it's so quiet. And you're not doing it because you're trying to have a show or anything like you. We started the thing tonight and you're yelling at parents. Do you see the people <laughs> when they do that? Yeah. They fuck up. So today was probably the most crowded it's been. Yeah. Monday, Jeff actually goes, what, what am I freaking out about? And I didn't, I didn't get the answer right, but there was no one there. So Jeff's like, there's no one here and it's quiet. And he's about to get on and start screaming and yelling. But today was probably the most packed. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I guess people were just rolling in later in the week or whatever, yeah. but we had in a, where the Sirius XM uh, studio setup is, there's three huge sets. And there was a lot of people there today. And then Jeff does hour two open. <laughs> and people stopped in their tracks. Like in their tracks. I saw them doing it. I come over in the mic and doing this thing. And I'm looking up like, I'm sorry. I mean, we're talking to higher ups or the higher ups. Yes. And yeah. they just all were like in probably professional conversations <laughs> and here's Jeff. so what do you like uh and your hour to rejoin but isn't it amazing how quiet it is yeah, it is like quiet. there's nothing we're like the only you were like the only person that verbalized that i couldn't even really hear mad dog today no no not real i hear i yeah i it's heard like 30 him a feet bit. apart away today i didn't but the other two days a lot louder too i can hear it yeah but yeah well, well you definitely can hear jeff <laughs> it was so trumpets. quiet that's the thing we there was the first couple days there was like at least 30 40 shows going on at one time and i'm like you, you can hear you can't hear anything why is it so quiet in this room like why it, this is broadcasting and i'm not saying you have to yell that's not the whole thing but you have to enunciate a little bit you have to talk i mean it's just there's no passion going on you know what i mean i i guarantee when these guys are fucking their wives are like do you like that is it good do you feel it? And it's like, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, this is great. She's changing the channel. I had you a know. story to tell. Oh, like, oh, like, yeah. When your girl does a fake orgasm? Oh, is that what you're about to say? That was oh, it, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, rock my world, big daddy. Yeah. And Call, she calls changed. me Jeff sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that's, That's awesome. his brother's name. I, just wanted, I want his, <laughs> right. That's yeah. his brother's name. 
Yeah, yeah, but I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Oh, you did. I was okay if it was you, but not if it was okay with oh, him. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm just saying he looks a lot like you. She's banging your brother. It's fine. <laughs> well, Jessica, do you want to hold your drink? Okay, okay. No. I'm gonna try and swing it, but this. No, is I was gonna tell a story. We met one of the guys. Story? One of the guys we met today. He was telling us his six-year-old son. His they listen to the show every day. And his favorite part of the show is the hour to rejoin. And his yeah, six-year-old man. son goes around going, duh, 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 duh. It's just, so everyone enjoys it, Jeff, even though it's a little bit loud. Yeah, I, I can't like that. That conversation meant a lot to me. I yeah. love that. And I, it, was, it was so awesome. And I feel kind of bad when people say, oh, my six-year-old listens to you. He's been listening to you since he, he was two. And I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, did he, you know, this stuff I said about goat's asses a couple of years ago, did he hear that or did he understand like, did you hear about the butthole talk? And you know, I'll I kind of swear. I want that. Well, we don't swear, but I yeah, did. You catch the live stream when Justin Fields was drafted? We got another. Yeah, you get my bare ass on there. Uh, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. Jeff, the first day your Timmy trumpets was off kilter. Now it's spot on time. Uh, I mean, yeah. there might be a little delay. Right now, I think it, I, it's always. It's always hard, right? Because there's a slight, and you can never. Sometimes it's a little early and a little late, and you try to time I, it. Normally, I'm off because it's a delay. I feel like it's, I'm delayed normal because I do listen back. I'm like, fuck. But I listened to it. Yes, because yesterday I heard my terrible Alex Singleton interview. I felt, um, and then I heard the hour two rejoin when I was driving home last night, and I'm like, oh, I felt it was on yesterday. I'm like, oh god, I'm right on point. All right. The show's the show's not just on demand too. It's being replayed at night as well, right? Yeah, literally. We, yes, it's on right now. It's it's literally Jeff Mann's uh, channel, uh, midnight to six a.m. <laughs> it's a lead sports channel. Yeah, I, was, I was there too, Phil. Yeah, and Ray Flowers and Ray Flowers and Phil and Sandra are there. My kinda. name's not on the marquee, but I although was there. you guys haven't, should we? Why you're not doing top fives the last two days? Well, we, I don't think we. Well, we kind of knew it was going to be a lot of work, but it's intense trying to get these guests up. I mean, you have people you never met rolling through the set and you have to introduce yourself and then you're trying to time everything out. And, you know, even though we're, well, Sandra, all right, Sandra can say this better. Well, while Phil's doing all that work, I'm running around handing out stickers, stickers and trying to meet people that I've, uh, you know, uh, haven't seen in a while. Um, so yeah, Phil's doing all the work. I, I, uh, put together like a couple of words in a sentence and then he does the rest. But we have, you know, for the segments, we have the ability to go 12 minutes a segment, 18 minutes a segment, whatever. But there's the heart out at the you end did, of the we hour. We do? <laughs> yeah, well. That's not what I hear. Ideally. But there's the heart out at the end of the hour. And that's that's the stressor, right? Because you don't have a guest on. We've talked about this. You don't have a guest on, come on for three or four minutes. But it, it's been a couple of times where it's like, we got to get these guys on. And it's really short and tight. And there's pressure on all of us to hit it, you know, get it out. But I can imagine it must be tough uh, on your side, guys, too. No. I mean, no, because Phil's compared doing all, to all that, no, we, we yeah. do have, we do have, uh, obviously we have stuff we're working on, but, um, for us, it's, we have like a, a system, like we come down, the, the, the process we've had is we drink coffee in the morning. We sit in front of our laptops, <laughs> watch MLB network. Every there tomorrow yeah, will be golf. So tomorrow's, tomorrow's golf. All right. Yeah. We don't work the, um, by the way, so Phil and Sandra's job is to get the people on. And that's really our job to get them out They're the and get yeah. everything else out on time. They deliver it. It's a matter of us to do that. And, yeah, I do not like having a ton of guests. I loved it today. I thought Sean Alexander was great. I thought Rich Gannon was great. But tomorrow we're going to be overloaded with guests, which is going to be nightmarish for all of us. And it's not because it's our fault, but people don't seem to realize that we've got, like, six people, and these guys are doing hundreds of radio interviews. 
and they're 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 people don't give a shit and don't even think about oh what happens to their show they're like well we got the big star even if the big star is fucking carrot top or whoever and so they trot them in whenever and if they say it's at 145 it'll be 152 instead and they don't realize that makes a monster difference and then they also get pissy when we don't mention whatever product that's another thing all these guests it's all because of products they're all endorsing they're all getting paid to to endorse something nike gym shoe fucking whatever it is and there's always something that they're pitching so you know we've done all we can i think it starts with upper management and program director and then phil and sandro we've tried to filter as many crazy weird bad fits as possible but occasionally we still i think it's tough though too because you're trying to balance the let's talk to them about the product let's talk to them about the super bowl let's talk to them about who they are and you're trying to kind of weave all these things in if you had 20 minutes it would be very natural and you got five minutes eight minutes you kind of just got to stuff everything in there you want to be different you don't ask them a question that they got seven minutes ago and they're going to get in 12 minutes from now but it's like your your time is so limited. You got to play the hits as we talk about in radio all the time, right? So it's, you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's not formulaic, but it kind of is. And Ray and Jeff do a great job of weaving in the the content that we want to hear, which is like fantasy stuff or, or sports related and then doing the product stuff. But then Phil and I are like waiting on the side of the stage. And then we just light up and look at each other when we hear that money cut that we're like, oh, that's, that's why we had the interview. This is what we're going to push out to the rest of the company to let them know that we had this guest. And then, you know, maybe we'll post something on social media. So, you know, they're, they're doing their job really well. And then Phil and I, you know, Phil sent Jeff a message and then Jeff like asked a question. So Phil and I are sitting back like, Oh, okay, cool. He listened to our cue. But <laughs> then we find out Jeff didn't know we sent a message. Oh, yeah, that, what was that today? What it was, was offensive line. So when we, we've known Sean Alexander is going to be on for, three weeks now and that's one of the guests we really want to talk to and the first thing jeff said is i want to ask him about offensive line walter jones and steve hodges i've been craving this but once you get up there and you ask him one question it goes you know different direction a little bit and then he has to promote his product then you look at the clock i'm like jeff has not asked him about offensive line yet so i hit him up on chat and i said jeff offensive line question mark and then literally the next question was about offensive line. I'm like, ah, oh, you listened to me. This is great. And I went up. I'm like, Jeff, thank you for seeing my message. He goes, what message? I didn't see that message. I totally saw his message. It was great production <laughs> by Phil Backer. It was perfect symmetry. But we got it. We got the cut. We posted on uh, social media. It's out there. Him talking about the importance of offensive line. Like uh, when we had Gary Wilson, he was talking about he hasn't even met his offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, yet. Dude, talk to him. Nobody is picking up on that. He said that, and I, I mean, like Sandra said, when you guys hear a good cut, I went, cha motherfucking ching. Because yep. there was, I was staring at his eyes, as Ray would say. Yes. And he, he says, well, you know, I haven't talked to him yet. And there was like a little frustration there. How the fuck don't you talk to your star wide receiver? You've been hired for two weeks. I'm a 20-minute phone call, right? Doesn't have to be. Dude, there's no in. fucking way you don't talk to him. You saw what he did in Denver. Sucked. So that's that. Don't have much hope for the, that. A good old Jets offense to be uh, revitalized with uh, that guy who can't even talk to his star players. Honestly, it's got to be a. That's a real fucking. This guy was so over his skis. He tarnished his almost tarnished his entire career, and he's really lucky to even get an offensive coordinator job at this point. 
and you're not in contact with your listen if you didn't talk to fucking like i don't even know uh, you know denzel mims denzel Denzel mims was technically i think he's still part of the team you know or somebody ty johnson maybe braxton barrios braxton barrios that's a good one great then then okay you didn't talk to garrett wilson You've got to be fucking out of your mind. And then yeah, nobody's really, like, talking about that element of that. Isn't that one of your jobs, though, as the boss, is to talk to the staff, familiarize with your staff, explain to them what's expected of them, what you – to not do that? Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's mind-boggling. Like, if you're the head coach of the team, if you're the front office of the team, don't you – you hear – if they're listening to the interview, don't they call Hackett immediately and say, you, you didn't call Garrett? Like, what – here's his number. Did you not get it? Like, that's unacceptable. Yeah. I, I was blown away by that, but, again, that's, you know – didn't go viral or anything like that, but I thought that was very telling in uh, my opinion. Poor Brees Hall, they say. Ted's melting into the couch. Like that. You're sleeping, Ted. Yeah, that was fucking great. It's 7.55 local time, Ted set the wall. In fairness, he's only slept like most of the day. I'm just dying for a cigarette. And in fairness, too, he's drank more than the rest of us. How's the longest you can go without a smoke? When I do a flight, that's four or five hours. Do you smoke when you sleep? But You had to get out there. (laughs) I may, I may have smoked in the airplane bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> Did you? No. You would get tossed off an airplane. Disable the smoke detector. Smoke. That's a federal Jesus, crime. Knows way too much. Yeah. Do you smoke in your sleep? Yes. <laughs> Did you vomit into the dish today? I did not vomit into anything. Okay. Did you gag? Did you gag? Not today. Not yet. <laughs> oh, wait, not today. <laughs> what? There's always tomorrow, not Phil. Not yet. Carrot top. I did have pizza for dinner, so that that. Asked situation should be interesting. Yeah. Top was the big interview. What was Morgana the kissing bandit busy? That's a great joke. Morgana, so good. Remember how that's an old school one? Weird. Yeah, explain it for the young folks. Yeah, Morgana used to, is a big titty. I mean, big, <laughs> a well endowed woman. A big breasted, full breasted uh, lady used to run the field and, and kiss like somebody at Kirk Gibson that bat or some, you know, random. She oh, was, oh, right, yeah, she'd right, run yeah. on the field and smooch him on the cheek or like yeah. hundreds of players. Like, yeah. By today's standards, that's like very inappropriate, wouldn't it be? Well, it's yeah. Inappropriate. She's forcing herself on him. Harassment? Harassment? I'm offended. I'd be uh, offended by that. Look at Phil. Phil's like, that sounds good. Somebody needs to start like. She's 75. Morgana, she's still alive? And she's too tall. Those boobs. How tall is she? Five nine. Those not boobs. the age, but the health. Right. <laughs> the boobs are down to her knees by now. <laughs> oh, those are gone. Those she had are... tall hair too. She's probably six feet tall with the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would dominate Phil. Next year, just broadcast from a vacation house with you guys shooting the shit for a couple of hours every day. Awesome, uh, and we would, but we'd probably need. I don't think we could ever get together again and not bring like the cardiac resuscitation device for Ted. Like right. I need it. Me and no, sorry. No, don't <laughs> say it. Yeah. Don't say it. it's in for the picture. Jamie Piven in PCU smoking in his sleep. Bull crap alert on Tad. Just acid reflux. Uh, me man PCU. Good pull. She French Nolan Ryan. Did you? Is no. that I don't remember that. Probably. Um, we would love to do that. Ninety-eight point five Sports Hub in Boston. I don't know what that. You guys familiar with that state? That state. Sports Hub. Yeah, ninety-eight five's been around for a while. What about it? What was the question? I don't know. I don't, they just kind of stated it. I, I don't know. Maybe what, was your, what was your go-to radio station? Growing up, Growing up uh, WBAL was like the only sports talk for a while. I interned at WNST, which is still around, yeah. which was cool because the guy that the afternoon host was probably the guy I listened to. For, that's why I wanted to be in sports talk radio. 
and I actually interned at the stations. That was pretty cool. But Baltimore didn't have a lot of local sports talk. And then once I got into it, then they started branching out more. Now that you got FM and everything else, but that's what I listened to. What about Ray? KMBR 680. That was the giant station. And we saw them. We did. Greg Papa was there today, uh, our last couple of days, actually. Uh, now we have uh, John Miller, Phil's old guy, too, for the Giants. Oh, old play by play guy? Yeah. He has a show? Like, no, well, just uh, does the big Giants games the on Giants there. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. The, what about Sandro? Who would you listen to? I didn't listen to sports talk, well, uh, no, but, but my bus driver did have Stern on, so that was cool. <laughs> bus driver, right <laughs> right Stern. and I went to Catholic school. I listened to K Rock, ninety two three K Rock. Wow. Uh, you listen to President Steve. So yeah, I worked across the street from President Steve when I uh, when I lived closer to Philly. Um, they're cool dudes. I've met them. They're good. Um, but that was when I was older. I listened to Q one hundred four three with Jim Kerr. So I met him. That was cool. Um, they they would I believe was it uh pop? No, it was classic rock. Um have you had forty three jobs already? Like he's worked everywhere. This guy yeah. is the fucking emperor. I'm we're sitting around Radio Row. Fucking everybody is like high fiving. Fuck it. I swear Ted doesn't God, notice. It's that, unbelievable. Yeah, Ted doesn't notice today. This guy, that's why the uh Sandra. one man's opinion, Sandro. Yeah, it's gonna be called Sandro's a fraud. Yes. Oh, tell him. Yeah. Sandra's a friend. For a person who claims he never leaves his apartment, mm-hmm. he knows he's been everywhere in the country and everywhere, he knows true. everyone. We're sitting there waiting to leave. And this one dude pops his head in there with Sandra's sticker. Yeah. Through the fake wall. Through the through fake, fake wall, wall. Through our, yeah. Yep. And then Sandra starts talking to it's him. like, hey, man, how's it going? This is my boy Mauricio. He's with NFL. We have my boy. You have a million boys. You have a lot, and I mean, not just the ones in your basement. I mean, a lot of other. Oh wait, show. I'm not supposed to say. Oh, different show, show. Different show. Delete. Delete. Um, and then we're on the fucking street, and I mean that we got recognized or whatever, and people were coming up and saying hello, or whatever. And they fucking and Sandra's like, oh yeah, Jimmy's. I know this in this place. You remember? And they're fucking talking like the, the, like they've been the, friends for a hundred years. Had the drink name. Mentioned? Oh, Remember? I forgot. Right, the, purple so thing? The, the guy said he was in Philly, which that's where I got my start in radio. That's my first radio job. So uh, I know I was there in July and Jim's on South Street, which is a cheesesteak spot, like burned down or something. It's been closed. And then, uh, but I'm an Ishkabibbles Ish guy. Ishkabibbles, <laughs> that was and it. And I get a gremlin with my cheesesteak. And, you know, I'm just talking Philly talk with the, with the guy. And sorry. sorry, I don't remember your name. But thank you for listening to the show every day. Uh, yeah, so, you know, that's just generic talk you have with people. We're, we're walking out, and we look back, and you're not there. And we're like, where the hell is Sandro? You're talking he, to people. He's smiling, waving. Everybody. Like, yeah. It's it's remarkable. He's the freaking the bear of radio. Yeah, yeah, knows everyone's names. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, popular guy, Sandro. I guess. And I his guess. apartment is nice. Oh yeah, right. yeah. Phil's tired of this. Yeah. Phil is low key tired of this bullshit. Kind of like Ted with your Sandra picks. lives in squalor. He's like his apartment's fucking nice. Mo- yeah. The house I lived in most of my life. Phil says real nice. Uh, I sent a picture of that unfinished dog the other day that was on my wall. Oh yeah, yeah that's your finished dog. It looked like a dick. <laughs> Somebody drew it on the wall. Remember, I thought it was a dick in chat. I thought it was. Good. I thought it was going. Yeah, turn the door's wide wide open. It doesn't lock. There's like asbestos growing everywhere. I thought there was mold too. Still standing by his You get free stuff in the hallway, though. I do get free stuff. That's why I live there. Did you get that hat there? Yeah. 
No, no, this was uh, sent to us by mistake for a baby, and uh, we were supposed to return it. <laughs> well, it does look a little small, right? He I mean, stole it from a baby. He fucking stole it from a baby. I I hid it until uh, the you know you have a return date. Well, it, it passed the return date. So oh my god. Too much. By the way, wow. th- this is gonna be good. Ted, uh, radio that you listened to growing up. What what was your inspirations? Uh, I didn't listen to. This, I, I listened to very little sports talk. I guess occasionally when I got older, the score ESPN one thousand, which I don't even know if it was ESPN one thousand at the time. Uh, a little bit of B ninety six Q one hundred one FM stations in Chicago. Which Q one hundred one is not around anymore. B ninety six is it still around? B ninety six still around. It is Eddie and Jobo still there. They came back like five or six years ago for a short time. Eddie and Jobo. I don't know yeah. these people. Wow. Random Chicago hosts that were, yeah. Man Cow, 103.5, Man The Blaze. Was horrific. He, he was I bad. Like, I, lo- I was into him. I'll fully admit. I'll cop to it. And then I didn't Norton. know what Howard Stern was. And then there was a time when Man Cow went at Howard Stern. And I thought, oh, he's going to fun kill Howard Stern. This is what Man Cow is the man. And Howard fucking annihilated him. And it was like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I was, like, embarrassed for Man Cow. And I'm like, wow. All right, I've been on the wrong side of this deal for a while. I kind of wised up at that point. And, yeah, he's, he's a total fucking fraud. But, yeah, I mean, I, I grew up with radio. I grew up with uh, WGN and the more. My parents, it's all my mom drove the school bus, WGN radio, Bob Collins, Wally Phillips first, and Bob Collins. Um yeah, John Records, Landecker, 104.3 was my dad's station. He would listen to the oldies all the time. But he would talk. Records, Landecker always would talk a bunch. Then there was the teenage years with Man Cow and Eddie and Jobo trying to fit in like that. Then Sports Talk, the Monsters of the Midday, Dan Jiggets and Mike North. They were the, the Mike and Mike of or, uh, Francesca. What were they fucking called? Uh, Mike and Mad Dog. They were them of Chicago. And they used to actually do a lot of crosstalk with K-Fan in New York quite a bit. So I like that. I was a big Mike North fan. Um, man, I follow him on Twitter and it's tough. How did he disappear? Oh, he's all over Twitter. It's tough to watch. He has got political. He's got fucking weird. Uh, I actually did a spot with Mike North when he did Fox North uh, or Fox sports radio. He was hosting like out of Las Vegas. I used to do big, you guys believe this. I used to do basketball hits. I was the basketball guy. And I would like go leave my side job and I'd run go and, and do the, the hit in Las Vegas. And one day they're like, oh, we got a fill-in host, Mike North. No fucking way. Is this Mike North? It was fucking Mike North. I'm like, wow. That was a random thing. So he disappeared big time. Is it Jay Mariotti too? Is another guy who disappeared. Oh, fuck Mariotti. The biggest fraud ever in well. the history. But yeah, listen to those guys. And then Boars and Bernstein. I was... Bernstein was always Bernstein's a, still hanging around. Is he? Oh, yeah. He's still a Boar's retired. But yeah, he's still, yeah. Terry Boar's 150 years old. But yeah, those were kind of my influences growing up. I love Mad Dog, what they did, uh, what he did. I think he was the reason for that show to be successful. I, Mike Francesa on his own doesn't go anywhere. He, he wouldn't have gone anywhere. I'm telling you guys. You may have liked him better on the show. I think that's fair. But he doesn't go anywhere if Mad Dog wasn't there. I think we need people like Mad Dog because his memory, you talk about this oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. He, look, we need the old school stats. Like LeBron breaking the record, people now, LeBron's the best, the best. We need people who watched yeah. Kareem play. 
and even farther back. And he's one of those guys, but he also knows the stats of what happened. And I think we need more of that when we start comparing all these players. So even though Ray, all the top fives are from the 1950s. <laughs> I think we need that though. Some are in the mid to six, mid six. Gary, you're not that much Gary older than us. I know, but yeah. he at least knows all so that stuff. Someone tweeted him today. You weren't, you weren't. There's seven. multiple people that think I'm like 58 years old. You are 68 you years old. Like you are. You though. talk like you are sometimes. Thanks, Ted. You're an old soul. That's yeah. a nice and I appreciate it. Or saying you're I think that was the first compliment Phil gave me for that. Because you bag me all the time for that. There's a rule that's been instituted on the show that you're not supposed to choose anything before you were born, too. Because I know you guys got mad because I would People throw like stuff. People think you're born in 1945, 20. so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, we're, we're, just, we're just accustomed to being born in 1943. Okay, all right, let's go with that. You're a post-war baby boomer. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, that covers up. What, what other thing I wanted to say? What, did, what were you saying, Phil? I wanted to follow up with what. No, my point is just we. We just talk about these new age players. Oh, oh, the the memory thing. And the memory, yeah. Yeah, I have a I have a real problem with modern day podcasts and broadcasts in general that people can't do anything off the top. I mean, walking around Radio Row, there's a lot of television. All the parameters, like Radio Row in the middle, the run, all the outsides, your CBS, all your things. Tell me if I'm lying, I'm dying. Every fucking set has at least a cup two teleprompters. Yeah. Every motherfucking thing is fed to these people. Every fucking thing is fed to them. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Phil reminded me today in chat or whatever to talk about offensive line or whatever it was and something. And he'll do that. And Sandra will do that too during the shows occasionally. And when they have to remind me, I kind of feel like, Oh shit. Yeah. What, what a shit he did. I couldn't even fucking fathom being fed every single thing I say through a teleprompter. And I think it's just phony. And I also think if you listen to podcasts, you listen to radio, say where you hear this a lot and you hear long pauses with slow talking because they're looking it up. Nobody knows anything. I just don't like it in general. I get at my wife for this all the time. Stop looking things up. If you don't know, I don't know. It's fine to not know. Mm -hmm. Say you don't know. Stop, like, because then you're going to Google, and if you phrase it the wrong way, you're going to get false information anyway. It doesn't matter. God, I have such a pet peeve with it. If you don't know, just say you don't know, or don't quote stats. Don't be the stat show. Notice I don't reference numbers a lot. If I reference numbers, it's ones that I know just because of their brown grind into my memory yeah and here's a dirty little secret all of i guess national radio sports talk when they're giving their hot takes that you see on twitter yeah someone else wrote that for them yeah and they're just reading they're not it. tweeting yeah like i sandro and i have never said jeff you have to say this ever oh, like you're, you're, your I mean, two it takes is not sandro's two it takes head knows me the longest of anybody here Ted, am I, do I like being told what to do? No, you do the opposite. <laughs> Always. That's what's the problem with ESPN in general is that they're told what they have to talk about. But like right. Colin Cowherd, he has like three or four writers. Right. Yeah, that, staff writers. I mean. Yeah, that write what he is trying. Maybe he has his take. Now they're writing around that. So then he is giving it when you're seeing him on TV and, and listening on the radio. Another blowhard I can't stand. Yeah, but. Cowherd. But I'm just saying, like, I don't know how much of his is actually his take or that's what his producers are saying he needs to say. I don't think it's always been that way for him. Like, I right, think when no, he did ESPN radio right. 
And when I loved him and I listened to him every day, I think that was his own thing. And then he got big, but he's not the only one that does this. That's my point. It's just that a lot of these guys have other people that write what they're saying. Yeah. They have writer. I mean, listen, I love Howard Stern. I love him. He's an innovator, everything he's done. But, and he, he openly admits it. It's a wide thing. He has a little computer and has since his K rock days that Jackie, the joke man, or somebody, one of his team of writer, and he's got five, six guys. They write the lines in for him, for him to say at times. And that, that's just what it is. I mean, at least he's forward about it, but it's like, I don't know. I, it rubs me the wrong way. A lot of times that everything's force fed because it's in, I think back in the day, maybe 10, 20 years ago is fine because the writers could be edgy, but now ugh, there's nobody writing for anybody that can say any kind of edge. You can't be controversial. You can't say anything truthful or really honest unless it's purely generic or what everybody else believes. And when that's the case, what good is it to anybody? There, there's a tremendous skill to being able to do television or to being able to read a teleprompter well. It's very difficult to do. Looking in the camera, smiling, all that. So I'm not taking anything away like you, Jeff. We're not taking anything away. No, no, no. But there is a big Different difference. Skills. There's a huge skill set difference between doing a pre-programmed anything. And there are people in radio that read. Yeah, we know. We all know this. news readers that, that read, and that's fine if WBBM that's what you want to do. Chicago, yeah. news readers. Sorry, you no, know, no, it's fine if that's what you want to do. But I think that radio, honestly, is like the true medium because you have to be able to entertain an audience. You have to be able to be informative, and you have to be knowledgeable. You know, if your internet goes down, you can't be like you're saying, right. oh, uh, 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 "We'll go to a break." You can't do that. Dude. And you know, the idea that you only know what you've read in the last twenty minutes, you're not really involved with whatever you're covering. Like if you need your producers or your, your writers to tell you what's happened in the last 24 hours in the world of football, you ain't paying attention. You're not a football fan. You're not right. a football broadcaster. You're not a football, you know? So I think that that, I agree with you, all of us here put a tremendous amount of work into what we do. And it's not that we're looking for accolades for that. It's just that it's important to us. And I think it's reflected, the, the listeners and viewers know. I feel They can tell. They do. It's genuine, right? It's not, it's not rehearsed. It's not pre-programmed. It's not playing Sandro and Phil aren't telling us what to say to their point. And I think that it comes across and if people are, if they listen closely, it comes through, it comes through. It depends. People how, would love to control what I say. Oh yeah. That, we know that's <laughs> never going to happen, Ted. I try to control what you say and it's fucking impossible. I really wish I did because you're a goddamn heathen. But at the same time, <laughs> you know, if I wouldn't fucking have Ted hanging around with an open microphone, if I didn't know at least he had the best of intentions. Can you imagine being on a show where you read stuff, where it was all told how to do? I honestly couldn't. Like it, why would you even I do mean, it? That's where I would, and I think what I meant before when I asked Ted, and Ted's right, I would rebel. And I, I know Phil and Sandro know this by now. I, it's not that I, it's on a power thing or whatever. It's just like, man, let's have a conversation. Here's the right thing to do. Here's what we need. Management at XM2 at times have been direct, you know, authoritative or whatever. And at times they're like, oh, yeah, we needed to do, you know, I, Steve Cohen actually had a time where I went in his office and it was truth or, or, uh, you know, fight or flight time. And he told me, here's what I need from you. But he told me that as it like felt like a peer, mm -hmm. right. As opposed to you fucking do this, you're out, you're out of the business kid. You know, it's like, well, you know, you don't have to do that. Just say, listen, here's what I need as producers. They need to check their box. They mm -hmm. got to do their job. I don't want to put them, even though I have my own ideas, 
break time. You know, I don't want to put them in a terrible situation, even though I do more often than unless that. it's break time. But do you know what I mean? Like, there are certain things you do. You got to work, be able to work together to a certain degree. But you you, you got to do it in the right way and handle it the right way. And I, if you're gonna write a fucking script. I would go off script so much it would be ridiculous, and then I'd get fired immediately because I'm not built. That but way. isn't part of this too? Is you know. Having a group that you trust, like we talk, we've been talking yeah. about, right? have a group you trust, have people that are good at their jobs and just let, let everyone do their thing. Trust everyone to be there when you need them. Trust them to prep you for this or be supportive for that and step out of the way. You can't control people. You can't be someone else. You can't be fake. You can't, you know, everyone, oh, how do we get involved in podcasting or get involved in this industry? Don't be fake. Don't create a character. Be yourself. Right. Like that character crap. I, I can, I can smell it. See, Warren Sharp. Up who's not a real person, like a guy who's a fake, he's fake. And it, it's like, you know, and what I don't like is like, you're going to name yourself sharp because you, and then everything you say, you're trying to be a sharp, like this, this whole idea is so fucking ridiculous. Like that. I get, I don't like the character business either. I don't. And that's, that's another thing I think is, is completely fake. By the way, somebody asked Ray, Ray is the man, oh, but he, you. he has to be oh. staying at a hotel. No way he's sleeping on Jeff Manz's couch. Well, we're not at Jeff's house. No, let's be clear on that because I would never choose those drapes. I mean, never. Yeah, that's just, so they're passe. so like 2004, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. What the fuck? No, is Ted, there's blinds too. What is it's, Ted doing? He's moving them so people can see the blinds for okay. some reason. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Stop fucking around with yeah. that. There's, my wife's gonna kill us. Oh shit! Oh shit! I mean, no, no, it's not us. Uh, surround yourself with good people, and that's the truth. They are bed sheets, not drapes. Need Paul Rudd interview asking for a friend. This is not Paul Rudd. Black toast saying that. Legit. Wish I would use my real name on Twitter. It's actually really frustrating. Yeah. I mean, ritual. <laughs> Didn't you before? You got kicked off. Rich, what are you doing? That's why you shouldn't have got kicked off. But yeah. I mean, listen. It's one thing to be on social media and be that. But I mean, going to your job. Imagine going to your job. If you guys, assuming you're, you have a regular nine to five job, and you walk in there and you're like yeah hey paul how was your weekend it's warlock <laughs> i will be called warlock like dfs people like, think what the fuck you're like i am warlock but kneel before zod like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with paul it's out of his fucking mind today you see this guy it's like you I just mean, watched stepbrothers last night it's not a big deal <laughs> that's what the dfs people do though i know they fake their names and they fake their identities and because if it's fake. Then, but then you're an actor, right? You're not being authentic, and, and that's all. We're it's their about. brand. Yeah. It's their image. Yeah, absolutely. Nor Cal Aggie, you keep asking me if there's going to be giveaway. No giveaway today. I have nothing else to give. What else? Stickers. Just your life. Sticker. Yeah, we had. Oh. Yeah, stickers. We can get sticky with Sandra. Uh, acid reflux. I'll pass it along. Yeah. <laughs> Ted will vomit into a colander. Yeah, put in a biohazard and envelope he, and mail it He will vomit bile-filled spew, and he will mail it. Test, it for, of test it for COVID before you open it up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Bing bong, Bailey's no. great. Anybody talk to FanDuel yet? No, we do not. I hope to see Sandro's stickers around next year. Give those stickers away. Text Sandro. All right, I think we've had a good run here. We've gone way over the time. I'm sure our producer, Sean Engel, is getting frustrated with us being nonsensical can you imagine if we went like an hour and a half over our time Bill and Sandra what they did to us and excellent Jeff about 15 minutes ago you said it's okay to say I don't know when you don't know so I will say I don't know <laughs> you know exactly what it is yeah we'd be in trouble Ted's final words everyone thinks you're falling asleep are you okay everything okay uh, my second 
as I was getting comfortable, I'm feeling fine. But the second win was because felt the reflux coming back a little bit. More. Did you really? Yeah. Because yeah. for those who have acid reflux, if you're not standing upright, it flares up. It's so, true. I was you telling- have this every day. No, it's the, it's the excessive booze. It's the 20,000 Red Bulls. Well, <laughs> is it all the crystal meth we've been taking? I think crystal meth causes Some reflux of it was too. the Dutch Bros energy drink. Some of it's actually, we haven't really been eating real meals. We eat once a yeah, day. Yeah, we haven't. We've eaten much. dog shit. It's not helping. Like eating pizza tonight, probably a dumb decision. Eating the chimichanga yesterday. Was oh, somebody asked, bad. what's the weirdest or what's the weirdest food order? By anybody thus far, anybody put like ketchup on steak or anything weird? Any weird to eat weird food? I don't think we have. You, well, you didn't know how to eat the granola bar. That was kind of weird. Oh yeah, that was. What weird. do you mean that what? was weird? Yeah, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff's richness came out with that one. <laughs> what? He couldn't eat a two dollar granola. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, you didn't no. know. It was- yeah, that was bad. I didn't know there was two stuck together. That's what we're saying. Your richness came out. That's weird. Yes. That's I didn't weird, know. Uh, really? Yeah. The Nature Valley, everyone buys it in a cheap yeah. aisle, and Jeff could not believe that we would I eat something. caviar, Jeff. I'll I knew s- how to do I'll that. I'll say yeah. the only... All right, fair 100%. enough. I'll say the only... Um, I eat the peanut butter granola bars that are... Uh, there's like a... It's a diet one, but I love the way they taste, and those are like much thicker. Can I make a complaint too? I'm going to complain about these granola bars again, because... Mr. Flowers wanted three boxes of them, which is fine, whatever. I probably said it was too, too much time and different flavors, but he bought two of them peanut you. butter, one of them cashew. Yeah, that's bad. Cashew is an unusual selection. So if you're going to choose the unusual selection, that's the one you should fucking eat. Not the, the oh, one that everybody else oh, okay. I love that. He's going right so, at me. Yeah, he is. Holy shit, so, my gloves just came off. Wait up a second. Here. Hold on. Time okay, here today. we go. Oh, Ted, time oh, out. We got, we got some real shit. Fuck this Super Bowl. Ted said he doesn't snack. So he didn't choose anything, and he didn't pick anything that he likes. But he knows every flavor. I didn't even know we had different flavor granola bars. They have, I didn't even they have, have regular one. ones. Without I, I just find it interesting. The guy who paid for everything the first two games. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm just, I'm if just I, saying. If I have found out one thing about these. This is what helps being poor. You don't have to pay for shit. <laughs> I, I mean, you don't do <laughs> I gotta admit, it's, it does suck to have to be expected to pay all that. But there, I will say that uh, uh, one thing I learned about the four of them is all well, all five of us together, we are all fucking liars. I will just say that I don't do this. I don't do this. And then I'm fucking. We're all sitting around like, yeah, you do. What do you mean? Yeah, you do. What do you I don't. Like we're all fucking full of shit. I think I don't. What are you talking about? I don't watch baseball. There's the one man's opinion title. We're all full of shit. All full of shit. There it is, Sean. Oh, we are all full of shit. Uh, all right. Any final? Kevin James, Swarber, Sean Connery, the Fantastic Five. Pappy almost sprayed everywhere. That was hilarious. Ted has lost his wallet. Your wallet? Come on. Did your wallet fall your pocket? Still sitting there. Oh, great night, guys. Thanks for this week, this season. Wash Ted. In all fairness, those are terrible granola bars. Hard as a rock. I agree with that. Actually, I'll give credit. Right. The peanut butter ones aren't bad. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'll give credit to myself for paying for it. It's because we haven't been eating. Yeah, anything. So anything's good. But <laughs> You're kind of like a rat. We haven't eaten shit. It's well, been- we, we're afraid if we eat before the show, we're all gonna shit our pants. Right. That's probably <laughs> another. That's, so you just don't. Another eat very strong possibility. Phil, is that what group. you're worried about eating before the show? Crapping your pants? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so too. I mean, well, there's well, no it, it might well, be different tomorrow. We literally thought there was like one bathroom. It was like on the eighth floor at this convention <laughs> center. There was one 10 feet away, and we just found out today. Well, and I'll say this also. The first day we got to the the uh, convention center, actually, this was just me, Sandro, and Phil. 
we did go into the bathroom and, you know, went to take a piss in the stall and there was a Jackson Pollock painted in brown <laughs> all over the fucking place. And then, and now I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And meanwhile, some other guys squeezing out a log on the other side and we're like, and I thought all three of us are like, yeah, there's one thing I don't want to do. But be, be an artist. Be an artist. I, I mean, can you, you imagine you're sitting there and like Rich Eisen is here and you just, ah, just rock the fucking world. I mean, there is a there is a line that you're like, yeah, I would rather not eat and get, get stomach problems <laughs> rather than that. So at that moment, I had a conscious decision. I was like, I'll eat after the shows. So there you go. Oh, real quick, Super Bowl predictions. Ray Flowers will go around. All right. What's the prediction? Eagles 28, Chiefs 24. God damn it. Exactly what you have? No, because he hasn't missed yet this postseason. I know, right? <laughs> Well, I miss you can't miss. I know he can't fucking miss. I'll, I guess I'll stick with the same prediction. Um, man, I, I like the Eagles so much to win, but I'm going to go Chiefs. I just think that overall, Andy Reid is too much, and there will be some tomfoolery trick play that winds up giving them win. I think it's going to be close. Give me 23 21 Chiefs. Ed? I'm going to take Eagles 31, Chiefs 24. You said they were going to blow them out. Oh, no, that was seven plus. All right, that wasn't you. That was the guy in the street today. Yeah, guaranteed. Our guy is a guaranteed Get 10 plus one. Like, uh, in an Eagles jersey, probably. He's an Eagles oh, he's fan. Guy, yeah. And I'm like, I talked him down to six and a half to bet. He's like, I'm betting minus 14. And I'm like, don't do the Ted Schuster Joe Burrow thing. So don't bet, though. Don't go crazy. He actually aggressive. said this. Said it's true. I actually did say that. Yeah. yeah. All right, I will go 28 24 Chiefs. Ooh, opposite oh, opposite you. All right, he's, drink he's to that. Right. Yeah. Everyone's at raid today. I know. What's going Sandro? on? Sandro? I will go with Chiefs to score more points than the Eagles, which means they will win. Okay. That's how football works. <laughs> no score? You're not yep. going to? Uh, if I have to put a number on it, I'd say uh, the score will be eight to six. Yes! <laughs> how many football games? In By the way, I love six. when they do like the NFL Network no. projection, yeah. and they're like, I think it will be 25 to 22. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? How are How you, you get getting these twenty five? Like, hey, numb nuts, start fucking betting two point conversions then, because you'll be a fucking billionaire. My analytics tell me it's gonna be 25-22. you fucking morons. Anyway, there you guys go. Hopefully, you enjoyed the Super Bowl fifty seven live stream. It's been a blast hanging out. Not only with this collective, but all of you out there on FantasyGuru.com. Remember, listen to Elite Sports every weekday, 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On Tuesday, the 14th, we will be moving 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern going forward. So, But if you're on the app, SiriusXM app, the SXM app, I guess, yep. you can listen anytime you want. So if you want to listen 3 to 5, fucking listen 3 to 5. You, know, you want to do 2 and 4, whatever you want to do. You doing what do you guys want to do? Follow Ray Flowers at the Ray Flowers on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Mans. He's at Ted Schuster, at Phil Backert, and at only Sandro. Hashtag Bing Bong Bailey. Hashtag get sticky. Everything else. Best of luck, everybody. Yes, bets will be up by this weekend going up Friday night. I'm not ruining a good thing. So a DFS article already out. It will be updated with any injury news we get as well. Best of luck to everybody in Super Bowl 57. Thank you for a great season here at fantasyguru.com for our NFL package. Don't forget, we got the fantasy baseball draft guide on sale now. That's this guy, mostly 90% of it at least. 95 probably, but he goes getting high. 
And then uh, we have NBA, NHL, all those sports, PGA starting. NASCAR, got Rich Mulatto's hung out. Thank you to Rich out there. Thank you to Rusty, who was uh, great and gracious enough to set us up here today. Sean Angle, big shout out to Sean Angle, everybody, for producing the program today. For Sandro Anello, Phil Backer, Ted Schuster, and Ray Flowers, this is Jeff Manns. Go get some cash, everybody. We'll see you next time. Peace out.